Welcome to the State of Wrestling, the Power Drive Report. I'm the Brooklyn Mauler. I'm back here again with the big man. How you doing? I'm well, Brooklyn Mauler. Thank you for having me back on. It's always a pleasure. And hello to everybody listening. Yeah. So New Japan is back on Axis. They are. They started this past week. I got your text message, so I was able to watch it just in time. Came on right after Impact. It was a best of. It was really one match. It was the Chris Jericho Kenny Omega, and it I loved it because it had the old announcing, um, the Josh Barnett and the Jim Ross, which was their best English language announced team. I think you might have maybe liked um, Morrow and Josh Barnett more, um, but Jim Ross, nothing wrong with that. What is I don't know what he's doing now. Um, while we're talking, I'll just Google him. What's his last? Because oh, here he shows up, Moro Ronaldo. There aren't that many Moros, you know? Yes. Um, I think the other one is Teresa Guidis or Guidice's husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see. What's he doing now? He's 52. He looks great for 52. Not that that's old, I'm just saying. So that's interesting. I know he does the Showtime boxing. Yeah, Elite XC, Show XC. He does some things like that. He was a, in April, this past April, not the one coming up, he was a guest commentator for the Rich Swan-Kenny Omega match. Yes, yes. He was good at that. I said that match. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That's some, and yeah, they have um your Tom Phillips now at Impact. Yeah, Tom Phillips was good. He was good at NXT. Yeah, he's um, replaced Matt Stryker. What's your thoughts on that? You know, I I don't think Matt Stryker did anything wrong. I never heard... an. You know, I always made fun of the announce team for Impact because they're both veterans of pro wrestling, but they sound like... They act like people who aren't wrestlers who are wrestling commentators, you know? It's a lot of quick-talking... It's a lot of talking over the match throughout the match. Um, And so with Tom Phillips there, it was kind of the same because D'Lo Brown is still doing the same thing this time with Tom Phillips. And something that might be a red flag, I mean, something, and this is just me, but at the Impact pay-per-view, do you remember the the war between... um, um, the team with Rhino and kind of Eddie Edwards and, and all of them against violent by design and the good brothers. Mm-hmm. So this was supposed to be like a serious match and they're coming down. I like how, when each would come down to the ring, they had their own weapon with them, but there was a part where Tom Phillips said, Oh, what did he say? What is this? Uh, and he, and he mentioned like a comedy, like a movie where people were, had like, funny things or whatever he said what is this and he and he made a joke about it and i thought that kind of was killed the mood a little bit but um i really don't notice any difference but then again a lot of these wwe announcers when they show the behind the scenes stuff they do everything else you know they're producers 
they they handle all kinds of behind the stage scenes and everybody likes him so um maybe that's that's for the best but i felt bad for matt striker and again you know if there's an issue with their commentating you know give them some direction you know or tell them what they should do differently instead of just firing them well i think matt striker is a better color than a lead so to speak exactly yeah um he's good he's really good at, at, at color um as a lead announcer, he didn't do he didn't do bad, but you know, uh, is Todd Phillips better than him? A little bit more seasoned, but you know, um, I more the, the again the best announced team. I mean, AEW is hoarding talent as far as the announced team. I mean, their their rampage, you know, um, announced team is is really good too. You know, what oh, I'm saying yeah. Yeah. it's really good. I, I mean. Uh, it's really good. The the dynamite one is is you know is stellar, you know, um, you know, and they they got two leads. I mean, if if you know if they'd have put Tony on Friday, him at Excalibur, they would have that would have been good. I don't know why they didn't do that, but mm. but you can't go wrong with with Ricky. Ricky Starks is good, and Jericho is 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 off the wall, man. He you know he's great too. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't like what he do, but I do. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love his announcing. I like it. I, I, I like he's excited. You know, he like a uh, he he's a little less uh, like a little a notch below Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee is the the number one color guy right now. I agree. Uh, um, I agree. Right now, uh, you know, Raw is uh, is what it is. <laughs> uh, probably the the on the worst end of the announced teams right now. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I would rank uh, Dynamite, uh, probably probably SmackDown because of Pat McAfee, then Rampage, probably Impact, then Raw. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how, what I probably would go. What about you? Yeah, I kind of agree. I think Jericho and Taz on Rampage, and then and also... Um, of course, um, Pat McAfee on SmackDown. They're really the only announcers who keep you interested even if you think you don't want to watch. Like, there's so many times with SmackDown where I might have probably turned it off, but his announcing kept me watching because, you know, right. he just is such a cheerleader and it's infectious. Um, I think the best announced teams... Well, you were talking about teams or color commentators or just commentators in general? I'm talking about, I was talking about team. team. The best teams, I would say, first for me, my favorite team is, is Rampage. Okay. My second favorite team is Dynamite. And my third favorite team, I'm not a huge, you know, quote, Pat McAfee is great. Um, I remember sometimes I told you it feels like, because everybody knows he could do it by himself, that it feels right. like Michael Cole just has to jump in and say something. Um, I'd put them third. And um, fourth, I would have gone with Impact, no matter who they have. And then fifth would have been Raw. <laughs> you got the same a reverse order. I just got Dynamite first. Cause yeah. Because yeah. they st- it's the, the Dynamite t- um, is stellar, man. They got two Hall of Fame leads. and But they got three leads, actually. actually because, but because um, Excalibur is not a color guy neither. He's a lead guy. And he right. talks a lot. 
He you does. Know? He talks a whole lot. This week he said life. elbow suicida. <laughs> you saw that, right? Yes. No tope suicida, right? You know? Um, <laughs> you know, they, I remember the, he was trying to get that tope suicida, and, and, and Jim was talking, and then and then um, he they did a tope suicide, and Jim's brother said, "Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Excalibur." Tope suicida. Ah man, so it's some. Um, I got a before before you go with some news. I got a little bit. Uh, what what Ali uh, Mustafa Ali asked for his release from WWE and was denied. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he they, it, um, he, he went publicly on Twitter, I think, and said he couldn't, um, you know, express himself uh, artistically in WWE the way he would want. Asked for his release, and WWE declined it. He hasn't been seen on TV for a few couple weeks now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and next time we see him, he's gonna be jobbing out anyway. I mean, they don't have nothing for Ali. They gave him that retribution. Um, they revealed him as the leader, and they, that you know that went nowhere. Um, and then we saw and, him in a suit, and he was talking about. Well, no, after that was, of course, his teaming with my guy, um, the Mansoor. Mansoor. Yep, and that was the last time we saw him. And then there was a scene with him in a suit talking about how, of course, the fans don't like him because of his name. Right, and so I think they were going to go into some kind of thing like that, right? Racism or prejudice or something. Yeah, and then he had a big blow up with Vince McMahon. They say, if that's true or not, but that's the report. Let's just be honest; he's not a WWE guy. Um, WWE did not want to sign none of those cruiserweights from the crew. They felt compelled to 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 sign them after the cruiserweight classic. I think the person they really wanted was Abushi, was Kota Abushi, but they didn't. But he didn't want to come here. That's right. Um, I forgot about that. He turned them down, didn't he? That's why he didn't win, and they made and they let TJP win, and um, that you know what it was, and nothing against TJP, but you know, you know he wasn't the best one in in the in inside of the classic, you know, and. And to be honest with you, what they did with the Cruiserweight Classic afterwards with the 205 Live, which they didn't really want to go nowhere. And now we see what they did with the Cruiserweight Belt. It's been, um, it's no more. You know, they, they, they unified it. And um, so they, you know, they, they just didn't want to, they, they don't want anyone, those vanilla midgets, so to speak. You mm-hmm. know, even though 200, 205 pounds, in boxing, it's a heavyweight. You know, right. that's a heavyweight. Right. You know, especially um, for years before recently, they lied about their weights. Right? They would make right. them bigger than they were. You know, uh, right? So, I mean, you know, they should. I think they. I think this is wasn't Vince's plan. I think it was some, maybe Triple H's plan. You know, or idea with the cruiserweight classic, and um, he's getting all the indie talents together and. And um, you know, and they and they and they all could work, man. It it gave us Johnny Gargano and Champa. Mm-hmm. You know, your boy Cedric Alexandra. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it gave us some good guys. Two hundred five still on. Is yeah, it still, is. Does anybody watch it? Do you ever watch it? I don't watch that. 
I, only when I went to SmackDown events, I seen it. And the only reason why I stayed because they had a dark main event afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. When you would go, like yeah. when you would physically go to the matches, they would have a dark main event, and you, you know, you have to wait for two or five live to be over for to have the dark main event. Because you notice <laughs> that, because <laughs> you know, when they have a a main um, a main event, um, a main event um, promo segment. They mm-hmm. always have a dark match to make sure the fans go home happy. That's not it. So wherever you, there's a main event um, promo segment, it's always a match afterward that people don't see. Dark match. And you and you've and you've got to see them, and I, they always seem like crazy dream matches, like weird teaming combinations and and things yes. like that. Sometimes yeah. it's that. Sometimes it's 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 matches that they just put together. Um, just to make sure that maybe Cena come out or the champion come out, and then that that person wins, and that person, and then everybody go home happy. You, you know, see Randy Orton break dancing or something like that? Or... Oh, I never seen that. <laughs> I saw that on YouTube. But... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, man. Um, that's interesting. Right, definitely. The other big news is Walter. They changed Walter name <laughs> to Gunther. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Gunther, what was the last name? It was, I mean, if you know your Nazi history, apparently. Gunther Stark, they, 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 um, they, um, um, filed for a trademark, but I heard that they're not going to use that name anymore. The Stark, I just think they're just going to go, it's going to go with this Gunther. And, um, so why would they do that? He'd been with WWE the last couple of years, right? He's been mm. the, the the NXT UK champion for however long he had it for a year and some change, um, and then they even announced him um, on the show as Walter when he came to the ring to have his match. Mm. Um, they named him. They said Walter, and then when he beat Roger Roger Strong, they was gonna announce him and they, as the winner. What he said? No, the winner of this match is Gunther. What the hell? <laughs> mm-hmm. I bet you he wish he never came came over here now. <laughs> you stayed in the UK. Well, well, they're going to build. Well, I think to be honest with you, they're going to um, they're going to um, build him up strong, man. I mean, it's just the name. So I mean, I'm not old. I'm not um, old going crazy over the name change. What I would go crazy over if they didn't. You know, if they didn't book him strong, so no matter what, you know, as long as they book him as a strong um, wrestler, because they need they need um, wrestlers, and they just trying they need strong superstars, and he could be a big time heel. You know, I mean, SmackDown need a lot of help. You know, mm-hmm. right now, they mm-hmm. need at least three. They need at least three NXT guys. From from SmackDown, you need at least I don't care which three. They, they need Braun Breaker. They could get Carmelo Hayes, um, Gunther, or Von Valen Wagner. But they need three of those. They need three of those guys, or the Creed brothers. They need some. They need some guys over there on SmackDown because SmackDown is is a little is is thin. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just. You know they have um. 
who do you think of those people would get the crowd would get behind the most with little effort with little force um with little i don't know maybe i, I would say Braun Breaker. you never know right yeah Braun I say, breaker i say yeah. Braun breaker because of his heritage you know what's funny though they had the steiner brothers and they didn't do too much with them and then they had scott steiner and that didn't last long but because he's the son of rick steiner everyone's behind him but he look, but no, but he, he talks like Scott. He he and he he acts like him, and he and he, he wrestles like him, right? So I mean, no, absolutely. It's it's, it's just it's, funny that that's that is his big calling card in the WWE. When when his uncle and his father were in the WWE, that's nowhere near their highlight reel, you know. Right. Their what best would be the Steiner? Brothers? But what would be the Steiner brothers' best highlight reel? The NWA or Japan? I'd say WCW and Japan. Japan, and I can't think of anything in in. Um, well, I, I liked Scott Steiner's in ring segment with Stephanie, where he put her over the table, um, oh. <laughs> and was threatening to kiss her. And then she said, "I don't know what kind of woman you think I am." And then Scott Steiner says, "These people know what kind of woman you are." It <laughs> 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 was funny. So. Man, Stephanie got a lot of people. People um back in the days used to say so much stuff about Stephanie and make fun of her. I remember when she got breast implants and and, and Jericho was like, remember Jericho said so? Well, Stephanie, something's gotten bigger. <laughs> Do you remember Linda Miles? Yes, From I remember her. Yes, when she had hers and um she did an interview and she said after JVL's clothesline from hell, my chest became permanently swollen because <laughs> 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 they were like friends too they did a segment where jbl hung out with her and they played horse right. and he won she was a rutgers basketball star but she was like all i did was hit people <laughs> like i'm not a great shooter <laughs> like she was a rebounder those are like the jay cargill jay cargill before jay cargill yeah yeah, that's a she great could, comparison. He could have been something, but they gave her like a dominatrix type of stuff. Thing with the Basham brothers. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That was back when they were still teaming them up with women and they were divas. Yeah. And, and all that, of that. that was she a, had a lot of potential. She became a school teacher. And yeah, she still gets in touch with the WWE. I think when they come to town, like they'll have somebody come to the school and talk. That's terrible. Hey, look, she has a, she can retire eventually and have a pension you can't say that if you're in wwe that's true that's true that's true so what's your thoughts on gunther i like the name gunther Uh, do you do you remember the lion tamer back in the day gunther something something for ringling brothers I'm, i'm googling him right now oh by the way moro doesn't have social media anymore so i can't even see what he's doing now oh but like you said it's mostly the show box and stuff Okay, does this name ring a bell? Gunther Gable Williams. No. He was this, um, this was like kind of at the height of the um, Siegfried and Roy back in the 80s. And Gunther Gable Williams, I remember all the commercials for Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus at the time, they would show him lion taming. Big guy, blonde hair, flowing blonde hair. So when I I hear the name, yeah, yeah, Gunther Gable Williams. When I think about the name Gunther, and by the way, his family's from Germany, 
um, from the circus, um, he he's what it comes to mind. And when I see uh, this Walter, I think Gunther works. I thought the full name didn't work. And of course, the fact that that was a Nazi's name, WWE has abandoned the trademark petition, but I think they still have to pay the $500 <laughs> for but, the fee. But what's but, the um, big deal? What's the big deal, big man? They used to do this all the time, especially back in the day. We used to have the Russian, like Nikolai Volkov, during the Cold War. Like, think about it. They always had a Russian. They had, they have a Nazi they had Z- Bor- Boris Zukov, Nikita Kolov. I mean, these guys were all Russian. I mean, come on. They had sheiks. You know, they had, they always had somebody, you know, for something else. This, this is wrestling here. You know, they yeah, always but... had a sheik. But, I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's supposed to get you heat, right? Right? It's supposed to, but I think the fact is, you know, when you intentionally name somebody, that people think that some well, people... Well, they all get intentionally named, right? Everybody get well, intentionally, intentionally named. naming them after a Nazi. I don't know if they did. I mean, I, they might have watched the name, wanted the name Gunther. And I think we've talked about their obsession with pro wrestling's obsession with um, Game of Thrones and using Stark. But um, apparently Gunther Stark was a well-known Nazi. I actually never heard of him before. Me neither. But they say if you do a Google search, it shows up. So they probably did do a Google search because you certainly do a trademark search. You search the internet to see if the name's already in use. And if that came up, and they said, oh, that's okay. Um, I see what you mean, because there is something very fascist and Nazi about the whole Imperium, right? Right. It, it certainly gives that illusion. It's like these bad guys from an Indiana Jones movie. But um, I just think anything referencing Nazi Germany and, of course, the Holocaust, they, well, they just got some heat online and then they dropped it. So I don't know how... You know, you never know with Twitter how much is like how many people were outraged versus it just was trending. You know? Let me ask you a question. So it's entertainment, right? So let's say mm-hmm. Kevin Costner, right? Mm-hmm. Right? He plays in a movie and he plays and he plays Gunther Stark in the next movie. Are we gonna go crazy over that? I think if there was a movie where well, I think that's different. No, I think it's, it's not. Different. I think you it's very know different. Why? It's it's entertainment. It's sports entertainment. It's it's a TV show. It's real. These guys are playing characters. You know. I think what they would. The difference is there's no story with like the story's unwritten for WWE. Like when, like for example, when Tom Cruise played the Nazi in that great movie, I forgot what it was called. It's based on a true story. But when he played the Nazi in there, the whole story was about how they were trying to take down Adolf Hitler. Um, there isn't really movies about good Nazis, and I'm not saying Gunther is a would have been a good person on as a character, but you don't know. Like he would come to the ring, and maybe he would become a good guy. Maybe he wouldn't. No, he's going to get beat. He's going to get beat by the good guy. Maybe maybe get beat they could change the He's going to get beat by the All American. Gable Stevenson. Right now, he's the bad guy. So we don't know what their plans really were with him. And look, again, I'm sure there were people who complained about, you know, movies about Nazis with big leads playing them. But usually those movies, it's... um. But again, this they could have gone ahead and done it. They could have done they this character. Have. Yeah, maybe. maybe. 
So just um, went along with it. I just think when they're always trying to appeal to people and talk about how great they are with their charity and with their this and that, that the minute they heard that they were insensitive about this, they changed their minds. They didn't go ahead. The big movie studio would have gone ahead. Let me ask you a question. Um, what was worse? What was worse, right? Calling him Gunther Stark or having Roddy Roddy Piper dress up in blackface at WrestleMania 6 against Bad News Brown? Well, that was worse because they actually did that. Exactly. Um, you know, that was... And at the time, I remember being as a being a kid watching that, and it just didn't make any sense. I didn't understand his promo about a Hot Scott or Rowdy Roddy and which one you're going to get and this and that. It just it came out of nowhere. It just kind of didn't even belong. And They don't even just... show that promo. You, won't, you can't even see that unless you have the original um, SummerSlam... It's no, it's the Royal Rumble, I think. Unless you have the the is he was SummerSlam or the Royal No, Wrestle that's WrestleMania Six, my fault. Then unless you have the original um tape on the DVD, they don't even show that. You can't watch that on on um Peacock. Yeah, I have the tape, and um, it's and also there was a figure. There was a figure of him dressed half black, half white, painted. Who was mm -hmm. it? Jack specific. Oh, let me see. It was the it had to be the classic superstars because it wasn't Mattel. Mattel wouldn't do that, so it had to be Jacks, the classic superstars in the in the early in the mid two thousands. If they did it, right? I'm just trying. I'm just yeah. Here it is. It's um, WWE Jack. classic. Jack, Jack classic superstar with number. Let's see. It was a Toy Fair 2007 giveaway. Mm. So it's the figure of Roddy Piper, half black, half white. Was it was it an original or was it was it a um, was it a custom? No, that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at while we're actually it's on the What Culture 20 Most Ridiculous WWE Action Figures, and it's number one. As the most ridiculous figure they ever released. Um, yeah. So inside the packaging, it's it's him with the black body paint, and then also separately is the t-shirt and the kilt. Oh, I see it. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But look, so this is this is pro wrestling. This is pro wrestling. I mean, and the reason I bring that up is, you know, I don't care that they live in Greenwich, Connecticut, the McMahons. Mm -hmm. I don't care that they're movers and shakers and, you know, they're a billion dollar company. Um, it's the wrestling business and your standards of etiquette and your standards of sensitivity and of culture, um, your expectations should be lowered. Um that's that's just all I'm going to say. Nothing they any kind of things people say or oh look at the language this wrestler used on Twitter racist language or this racist storyline or sexist this or that. None of that is surprising if you've been watching for a long time. Mm -hmm. Right. I, again, at the end of the day, you know, I, it's, it's used in wrestling as a show and they play in a character, mm -hmm. um, but. But a lot of people are upset that they changed Walter's name. 
I, I don't. I think, think that's they, really they, the. That's, I don't that's think they the upset. Of it for most of the fans, right? right? That they just change the name in general. They, they they just using that as an add-on. They changed Walter name and then they changed it to a damn Nazi. Damn, you believe this? They changed Walter name. They they just everybody just mad that they changed Walter's name. I think Walter's gonna. I think Walt Gunther's gonna be just fine, and um, he's just gonna do the same thing he's been doing, being dominant. They just changed his name. <laughs> no, I think you, different. Yeah, thank you for for putting light on that, and I think you're exactly right. First of all, again, it's really about changing his name. The you know I read these articles and they said they changed his name to a well-known Nazi. Again, I've never heard of Gunther Stark. I've never heard of him. I mean, I, I'm not some expert, but I don't think most people are, right? Right. No, <laughs> so, I like, I think we know, like, if you can name a few Nazis, we, you know, Dr. Mengele, and you, you'd name a few. Gunther right. Stark is in one of them. So it is that, and they use that. But look, WWE is always trying to be all about public relations. That's the hole they they've dug, you know. Right. No, that's true. I but mean, you're right. I, you're right. I mean, they can use him as as he's very important because I think. They're going to have him beat Braun Breaker. And, and that, why is that significant? Because that means Braun Breaker gets to come to the main roster. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, and they can have him as champion. And he could be a long, a long reigning champion in NXT. Um, you know, why they build up other people. I think he would be a better champion right now to be long term. You know, he can have killer matches. You know, they, and people will try to come. You can use the baby face against him or hells against him. And he can win. He can go long, you know. So I think he's a better champ, champion for NXT right now than Braun Breaker because Braun Breaker needs to go to the main roster as soon as possible. <laughs> they, need him to, they need him right now. They need him on. They need him in the Royal Rumble. They need him at WrestleMania. They need him to start getting. They need him. They need the star. He's he's the only one that's a guaranteed star right now. Him, Stevenson, but he's a guaranteed star right now. That and people would know him automatically. They would know. They'd be like, "Oh, that's a Steiner, right?" And, and, and his lineage. And if they wanted to change his name to Steiner, they could. You know what I'm saying? They could do that. You know, mm-hmm. but they probably won't because they for marketing purposes. You know they want to. The Braun Breaker is theirs. It's their baby, and and they about to they about to push the rocket to his back, and he's about to he's about to you know get a get a shot, man. You got to get a. Well, big I think shot. you said it. You said it best once. You said that's great for him that they gave him the name Braun Breaker. He says he chose Braun Breaker, but they made him choose a name. Right. It's great that he had to because if he gets famous here, which he already has a lot of fame among wrestling fans. And if he ever leaves, he doesn't have to worry about not being able to use his exactly. real name. Right. And that's going to be a better name than Braun Breaker. But <laughs> unless 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 people get used to calling him Braun Breaker. Remember, people got mad at Daniel um, Brian Danielson being called Daniel Bryan. And it's hard for me to call him Brian Danielson now. And that's the and that's where he made his name at. I yeah, mean, I love what CM name. Punk said on commentary once. I, I keep getting it wrong. I'm just going to call him the American Dragon. That's all I can right. Tell. We people hated that his name changed, right? Yeah, they hated it. Now we call him that name all the time. <laughs> I, uh, I always thought I know this is a stupid idea and it's beneath his great wrestling ability. But when they teamed him with the Miz, when they did that kind of 
I don't know, they did that kind of mentor menteeth project. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he should have been with Kelly Kelly, and his name should have been Brian Brian. <laughs> Brian Brian? Well, Brian B R I A N, and then Brian B R Y A N. Because he's with but Kelly Kelly. They would have got him over. I, I think he was. He was it would have been well, funny, like if he, when he became world champion, it would just be like this little guy who's kind of weird and his name's Brian. <laughs> like it's just Brian the dog. Well, well, he guy. wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't supposed to get over. They remember the reason why they, that was the next night on Raw and people, and remember he just got pump handle kick, kicked in the face by Sheamus and lost the belt in like 10 seconds. He yeah. kissed AJ Lee. <laughs> you know, he got buried basically in the next night on Raw. People just started saying it, screaming his name, and he got over with the crowd. And I don't think that was supposed to happen. Now, if you now yeah. you know what's crazy, if he had won that match, I don't think this whole um, the Daniel Bryan phenomenon would have would have worked. You know, I agree with you, and I think what's kind of forgotten in the canon of Daniel Bryan is that it was it was funny. You know, I remember he would cheat, or he would win by countout. And they would say that your winner is Daniel Bryan. And he would put his hands in here and go, yes. Or he won by disqualification. He go, yes. Like he really beat somebody and he didn't. And that kind of, that started the whole yes thing. Mm-hmm. So it started as a joke. Um, right. And look, he's a, he's a, you know, the weird thing about pro wrestling is, you know, in the old days, you would want to see a great technical wrestler. How would they take down a big guy? Right. What is their game plan? Is any of that going to work on someone bigger and stronger? Today, it's become, oh, that big guy can't keep up with the little guy. He can't out-wrestle him. You know, <laughs> It's going to be a boring match. Right. So it's just reversed. Yeah, and you knew it was over because when he was, they had the, 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 the past champions in the last 20 years, and he was in the ring with Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Mark Henry, John Cena, Randy Orton, and um, they were doing like a contract sign between Randy Orton and John Cena, and all the former champions in there. And the crowd just kept screaming Daniel Bryan name, and wow. they just kept going on and on and on. And CM Punk was in the ring too at that time, um, and people it was amazing. They just kept chanting his name, and then Mark Henry grabbed his hand and put his hands up, and they said, "Hey, here you go. Now be quiet, everyone." <laughs> The Mark Henry trying to get back to catering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And it's funny, though. I mean, if, if people are really angry about any kind of Nazi imagery, again, the whole Imperium has that feel to it to begin it with. It is. They do the hand signals in it, like, and the jackets, the, the coats they exactly. wear. Exactly. Yeah. It's, so, and that's the character. You're right. You're right. And you hit the nail on the head. It's just about him changing his name, period. Man, really that's is. what it's all about. You got any other news? Um, did you read about the WWE statement that was published about AEW? No. Okay. Um, this was on, and I'm just trying to click back over. Because um, while we were talking about Imperium, it reminded me of something. Remember the Truth Commission? Yes. The weird thing about that is there were these bad guys, and they were kind of dressed in that South African army gear. But the Truth Commission was supposed to, in real life, that was designed to raise, to investigate human rights violations after the end of apartheid. But in WWE world, that was like a, a bad thing, I guess. That was but, Kurgan. Uh, 
Kurgan. Yes, Kurgan and the interrogator and and Jajaku is um is is our boy from M- from Impact. Um, yeah. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? Gosh, uh, we used to know when he was on AEW every week. Right. You you'll think of it. You always remember his name. I'm the one that forgets it. Um, Don Callis. Don Callis. Thank you. Jajaku. So this is from <laughs> Cyrus the Virus. ECW. That didn't go over well in ECW, right? That was I remember watching that and he was like the network is going to win and it, it just wasn't a good storyline. He, 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 when I saw him in WWF I was like, who is this guy? Is this Howard Stern looking like? He totally <laughs> was. He was kind of like the Stevie Richards, Shawn Michaels cross. Yeah. Howard Stern kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a big time wrestler and um in, in Canada I learned that during the the uh, Christian and the Kenny Omega promo segment. I learned that. I didn't know he was a big time wrestler like that in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I did hear about that. So there's, um, this is interesting. So there's something called the star.com and I just Googled it and it looks more like it's a foreign kind of news website a lot of stories about india um asia stories um with news and politics but wwe on the star.com published and uh, a statement they released a statement and it's short i'll just read it very quickly if you look at the gory self-mutilation that bloodied several women in the december 31st event on tnt it quickly becomes clear that these are very different businesses. We had an edgier product in the Attitude Era and in a 2022 world, we don't believe that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, children, or the general public as a whole. I understood. It's not for, that, that type of stuff is not for children. I mean, it's not for children. WWE is for children. It's PG. Right. Well, it's for the statement is is really a yeah. They're what they're doing is they're just trying to say, if you, as a network, or a sponsor, or a venue, um, go with AEW, you're being irresponsible to children and the general public as a whole. Well, AEW is not for children. Okay, that's number it's one. They don't, they, they don't push. They don't. They don't say they for children now, w, no, now you know what you're getting yourself into when w, when a when aw comes here to your venue and asks to rent your building out it is a different type of event and ww no ww knows this because they're the same people that have hell in a cell right mm-hmm. they're the mm-hmm. same people who back in the day the ww and master gone had don morocco versus superfly jimmy snooker and Snooker was bleeding, but he jumped mm-hmm. off the top of the cage. Um, Bob Backlund and Sergeant Slaughter, um, Sergeant Sla- Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter in the Desert Storm street fight. That was my <laughs> damn Hulkamania um, <laughs> videotape. You know what I'm saying? When he's throwing fireballs on him and stuff. Um, who else is a crimson mask? Uh, many crimson masks was, wa- was worn. 
and Shawn Michaels bleeding like crazy. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Steve Austin, the, the, the blood shooting out of his head in that one. Yeah. Right, and that's the one of the greatest images you will ever see in wrestling history. And that's when, yeah, Stone, when Bret Hart bloody Stone Cold Steve Austin and put him in a sharpshooter. He was in so much pain. He just screaming, but he was screaming, and but his, the blood was coming out of his face. One of the greatest images you will ever see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, countless other times, um, Mick Foley hitting in Triple H in the 2000 Royal Rumble street fight was brutal. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen stuff like that. That's made Triple H a star. You know, thumbtacks, all kind of stuff. We haven't seen stuff like that. Says ECW, right? It was on mm-hmm. WC. I think that was the first time we see thumbtacks in the WWF ring at the time. That was barbaric at the time. So don't give me this shit, WWE. I don't want to hear that crap. Yeah, and they're saying in a 2022 world, that's not a good idea. Well, this is 2022. And so? actually, what's not great in a 2022 world is having probably huge crowds with no masks or any kind of. <laughs> Well, that's that I mean, that's I mean, I mean that's something totally different. But they've been doing I mean, it since even at I mean they were I mean they had an exemption from Florida's governor to allow WWE to keep on going. Um, I'm sure AW, AW did as well because it was pro wrestling as an essential service in Florida. Um, that was just political. Um, well, they don't they don't man, they, but oh they don't mandate tests anymore, so we won't so we don't know wrestlers uh who have the virus so they can work with the virus so they don't miss shows yeah so yeah. they don't want to make it public you know oh your girl carmella had covid oh she, she did get, yeah she had a battle with covid she announced on her twitter oh i should have seen that i need to let I her think, know was it was it was, was <laughs> i think it was her twitter or something with Corey graves um i could be wrong but she announced it yeah, I'm about to tell you, Mella is money. She had cold, he had cold, but she said she's doing better. Get well to Carmella, the princess of Staten Island. I love that her finishing move is the code of silence. She has these kind of Allen Mafia kind of references all over the place. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that was kind of um, that's just them, and and the fact that it was on a website, Star.com, which caters to more of an international audience. That seems like it's kind of a warning. That's kind of just trying to say if AEW tries to expand more, this is something to think about. Well, AEW is not coming to um, Madison Square Garden, and they're not coming to probably Barclays Center. So, but they got, but they, but they don't have to. They got, they got that. That was a beautiful setup they had, and no one uses that. So they can have big events there. And it sells out. It's going to sell out there, you know. Um, and they have an they, audience that doesn't have to worry about dragging their large families there because, like you said, it's not for kids. So Right. It's not for kids. It's it a bunch of guys. Kids. You know? Right. It's, it's not for kids. And to a, a certain extent, WWE is not for kids neither because a lot of grown people go there with their buddies and they drink beer galore and they get drunk and they start acting crazy in the stands. Oh, you see that when you've been there? Yes, many times they go buy beer back and forth. You know how many times I have to get up back and because people going back and forth to get beer. Oh. <laughs> it's beer's crazy. People are going back and forth and getting beer. It's a big business. Beer's a big business, man. And people get drunk 
and they start going crazy, start yelling and screaming and doing all kind of stuff. But, you know, they stop serving beer, but they won't do that because that's a big business, you know? Yeah, I think doesn't that also have more to do with the with the vendors and the venue than actually the company there, right? Right. Like if they make money from like the money doesn't go to the WWE if they sell beer. It goes to, you know, it's it's a like I remember Dana White said that the beverage business inside of arenas is a huge business within a business. It is. And it's it's its own thing. They have unions. So I don't know if WWE can themselves say we're not going to have. Well, that's a huge problem. I mean, it's a huge problem in all sporting events. Right, because the sporting events is a little different because a lot of the times the teams own the stadium. Right. But the WWE doesn't own any stadiums. They go to these places. I'm trying to say is people are cursing left and right. Kids are there. But the people in the stands are cursing right in front of the kids. Yeah, I don't like that, especially when you're in WWE. I remember they cursing because they're yeah. not for kids. They got people that smarks, marks, yeah. all the kind of they're they're you know they're 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 there with their buddies. They come in there, they just yelling and screaming, cursing, and all kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? They trying to be you know a, you know a, a, a obnoxious fan or whatever the situation may be. They just there to talk shit. Yeah, I remember um, our mutual friend Lorraine's. She told me she went with her nephew. She took him to a WWE event and he was wearing his John Cena shirt. And all the John Cena's in the ring and all the, these men behind them started yelling, you know, F John Cena, all these gay slurs about John Cena. Mm-hmm. And her like seven-year-old nephew was afraid of wearing the shirt and wanted yeah. to go home, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they, they need to, Reevaluate their fan base first before they start yeah, right. talking this about feels like, Do you know what this feels like? It feels like Nintendo versus Sega, where Nintendo said, you know, Mortal Kombat, this game should be banned by Congress. It's it's on well, what happened was Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, Tipper, started a movement about violence in video games, and she was also behind the remember the two live crew censorship albums and all of that. Mm-hmm. She was big about that. So she got involved when, and a lot of people in politics got involved when Mortal Kombat for Sega Genesis came out because of the fatalities. And Nintendo started, they, they went to Congress and they, during a hearing, talked about all the violence and the Sega Menacer gun um, that was used and how that's violent. And then when Sega's representative got before Congress, he showed them the Nintendo gun. And then it turned out an executive from Nintendo, his wife, was in the same fitness class as Tipper Gore and started feeding her all this info about Sega and how it's a bad influence on kids. So you're right, both sides guilty. One side just trying to to uh, play, play the moral high ground. Well, I didn't, think, uh, I didn't think I had the gut for um, Nintendo and I played Duck Hunt. And Duck Hunt wasn't that violent. I was killing. Some I think birds. this was a later gun for the Super Nintendo that didn't do oh. very well. Forgot what it was. None of them did. Like the Menacer didn't do very well. Well, it didn't work because now you see Call of Duty and see how violent that is. Yeah, I think Nintendo Wii did it best when that you put the controller inside the hand, the holder that looks like the gun. 
that was the smart thing to do. And that's right. what everyone kind of does now. Um, just to, some other things involving social media and pro wrestling. Um, did you see um, the whole thing with um, with uh, Renee? Pa- is her last name pa- Paquet? Paquette. 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 And um, Bubba Ray. Yeah, I've seen that. She was upset. Uh, Bubba Ray said, we was going to get into that during AEW. Okay. Um, and any, oh, um, Austin Gunn on that reality show. Yes. I, I see. I saw that. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? I was revisiting kind of the Austin Gunn Twitter scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, the one person in AEW who had called him out about it was Big Swole. Yep. And, and another interesting thing, Leo Rush's statement, he's going to be a free agent. He's accepting bookings. Yep. That's because of the big, I don't think that um, Tony's going to re- re-sign him. Which um, is, in, he was so electrifying in his matches. Tony Schiavone almost fell off the chair, like excited watching Leo Rush. They mad at he him. Was, they're mad at him because he said you should apologize. And because I think it's kind of renowned that Tony Khan was unprofessional with his response to Big Swole. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. And you go on message boards, all the comments are, man, Leo Rush, he's so great. He just needs to learn to shut up. Why yep. That guy just talks about race too much. And it's like, goodness gracious. But that's, look, when you choose to be a pro wrestler, you know who you're getting in, who you're getting in the water with, yep. who your fan bases are. Yep. And you're going to hear that. Shut up yep. and wrestle, right? Shut up and dribble. Say that like, in like, basketball. Forget it. Like, you can't say that to LeBron Like Laura James. Ingram. Laura yeah. Ingram, Fox News, told LeBron James, shut up and dribble. Yeah. Know? And she and got... And it was a big story, but you say it to a pro wrestler, everyone's kind of with you. Yeah. You know? He had this, he had, um, I mean, Tony didn't look right at that situation. I mean, no, no. And, and by him not re-signing um, Leo Rush after speaking out, that looks makes him look even rush. But hey, the claim won and um, won their couple, last couple <laughs> of matches. And um, Jay Cargill is the TBS champion, right? And Lee Moriarty is there. So, you know, and uh, Red Velvet is, is you know, got cream cheese on her. On Finish her. your sentence. Red Velvet is gone. <laughs> <laughs> you started something. You can... <laughs> we love Red, Red Velvet. Velvet, by the way. She's yeah. a great, feisty, yeah. competitive. I Red love Velvet. And, and that's about, and Mark Henry is great on commentary. Uh, I mean, and he's great at, on his um, <laughs> on the rampage main event um, segment. Thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> saying that thing, and and that's just the the just of the black people that's there. <laughs> yeah, but she remember her statement. She wants to know about all the other minorities. So whatever Wheeler uh, Wheeler Utah is, he should get an opportunity. So. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. Oh, we'll see what Again, happens. it's pro wrestling. It's a different world. It's a different it's a, demographic. It's a, it's a different, hey, it is what it is. Man. I will say AEW and DC, you saw a lot more of a mixed crowd, more dem, you know, diverse crowd. Right. Which was nice. Right. Uh, so let's go on the Raw real quick. Then we get to AEW. Uh, Raw starts out with Brecky Lynch promo. Uh, do drop Bianca and then Liv Morgan all comes out, ends up with a tag team match between um, Dewdrop and Becky Lynch, and they defeated Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair as 
Dewdrop hit her splash on Liv Morgan. Man, I love Liv Morgan. I like her so I like her each and every week. I don't know why. I'm hoping she wins the Royal Rumble, but she won't. Uh, probably Bianca's gonna win, and that's okay with me too. But I like I like this match. Dewdrop is great. I, I can't wait to see the match at, at the Royal Rumble with Dewdrop and Becky Lynch. Um, I like all four of these women, man. This is great, except Big Time Betts. But I like the man Becky Lynch. But all four of these women are great, man. And I, I and I enjoyed this match a whole lot. What was your thoughts? Um, why did why did Dewdrop hit the big splash to win? Why? Why? I don't know. That, that's what they called the finish was. Because she had to do another move because she tried to cover without, after she dragged Becky to the corner. Right. <laughs> that's right. She didn't even get it. She didn't even tag. She right. dragged her all the way over, does the cover, and the referee, because I've heard, you know, re- former WWE referees who do shoot interviews and videos, they say Vince McMahon is huge on the you have to tag. He'll tell the referees, make them get out of the ring if there's no tag that you saw. So she had to go outside, do the tag, come back in, do another move. I don't know if Liv was expecting that because she looked in pain <laughs> and she got pinned. So it's that a was whole lot of woman. That's a that whole was, lot of woman, funny. man. It's a whole um, lot of woman right there, man. I know Woo! you're liking Liv more and more. I felt like the crowd isn't because by the time she came out, she came out last. And again, going back to the pay-per-view, the fact that Becky was trying to put her feet on the ropes to win, but she couldn't reach, that that kind of hurt a lot of things. Because every time Liv comes out, it's like, you just lost, clean. And she came out, and it, the crowd wasn't loud, and then it became loud. So I wondered if it was not there that movie magic that they use with their crowd sounds. Uh, um, I think they don't care anymore. No, because they when they wanted the, when they wanted her to win, they mm-hmm. wanted her to win. They didn't. They she didn't win. You know. Right. And now they don't. Now they don't care anymore. I don't know what they, what what can they do. I mean, I like her more and more every week. I didn't like her, but now I do. You know. Um, I like her more but, and more every week too because she gets better every right. week. But I just feel like the crowd. The crowd. I mean, you have all four of them in the ring, and I don't think this was the best way to start Raw. It just was. Because Becky was in there a long time talking. I mean, yeah. that went on. Well, that big time Beck character is not good. I'm just, let's, let's just call it like it is. I don't like the big time Beck character. She just rambles, ramble, 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 ramble. And that's not, you know, she rambles like Riley Piper in, in a bad way. And, you know, in a bad way because it doesn't even have that kind of speed. Right. That Riley right. Piper she just ramble, 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 ramble. Why I mean, do you need me? I'm big time backside. Right. You know, but um, and then everybody comes out. And it's crazy though. Yeah. It's crazy. Guys, it's yeah, just, I, I was just thinking, like, I don't think I know Dewdrop is is fun and, and I'm liking her more and more too, but I think that tag team match, unless you're talking about Becky versus Bianca, I don't know if or you know what? Live against Becky or live against um Bianca would be great too. But I don't think the fans are like thinking, oh, I hope this match happens or that match happens. Just didn't feel it. It was just not the best start to Raw for me. 
Right. Um, I just, they just need to change back you know, his character back to the man. Um, I mean, the man character is a hell anyway. So, you know, they're just trying to not get her chair. But they chair for her anyway, so it don't matter. You know, There's the whole Ric Flair needs... thing with the man where he said that's his. Unbelievable. Well, she was using it already, so it doesn't make a difference. But I think no we've heard the term the man outside of to be the man, you have to beat the man. You know? Right. I don't know. Yeah, well, he did make it famous, but she famous. She famous too. It's two different people. We know Rick Flair from Becky Lynch. Rick... I would never, well, I would never, never uh, mistake um, Becky Lynch for Rick Flair. That's your problem. Yeah, you're Rick right. Flair's That's what trademark star. is all about: mistaking one for the other. You, you're right. You would never you think know? that was. You can never think that Rick Flair's on a totally different level. Like, come but on, not other... Rick. But the like, other Rick, thing was space who the man, Who's the man? Was a huge phrase. Who's the man? That has nothing to do with Rick Flair. And I'm sorry, we've talked about it before. Up until until he was brought back, brought into the WWE, and Hunter and Sean would bow to him. Most people in the Northeast didn't know who Ric Flair was. That's not true. Uh, that's true. No, it's not. Yes, remember it he is. worked. Remember he worked for WWE. That was one of the most. He he wrestled all over the world, and then he worked for WWF. He worked for WWF in 1992, you know, for that whole year. Yeah, he won did the great. Royal, Royal Rumble. You yeah. know, had a Survivor Series match. You know, had a WrestleMania match against Savage. Come He's on. more famous today than he was then. And all the times he was NWA champion, he wrestled all over the world. Well, he wrestled in the South, he wrestled some in the Midwest, and he wrestled in Japan and in other countries. I'm just saying, when I was a kid and I, and I would go to school and say, man, Ric Flair is the world champion. Nobody knew who he was. They knew who Hulk Hogan was. Nobody, because they didn't get TBS for the most part. You know? I, I, I'm just I, saying, like, the man is not... I disagree with that because to I say think... that he's the reason that the man is a big phrase is delusional. Now I could be totally wrong because we don't know. I wasn't backstage. Maybe what if Becky walked up to him every day and said, "To be the man, you've got to beat the man, and I'm going to be the man." Well, that's when if that happens, that's when you're like, "Wait, this is entirely because of me," you know. But if you're just saying the man, I don't. I never thought of Ric Flair when I heard the phrase "the man." The man. She's the man. I mean, it's it it just fit <laughs> and with her character, and it, you know, it's it's her best character, her best version. That's the best version of Becky Lynch, right there. I don't know why they're not capitalizing on that. They want her to be a hell. Maybe she wants to do something, but that doesn't work. This doesn't work. It's not working. You yeah. know, it's not working. Please go with something that works. They, they did this when they tried to change Stone Cold up. You know, it doesn't work. Probably, it, no. They probably should have changed her music because once yes. this is over, it would be great if she could go back to the old music and just be herself, you know. Right, exactly. You know, um, you know, I, but I know why they did that because they, they want to keep her recognizable when she comes out, but at the same time, they just wanted someone, they wanted, um, they, they didn't want to 
they didn't want Bianca to get booed, right? So they that's why they wanted to cheer Becky. But it was inevitable. Listen, the, the hills and the hills and the faces, those days are gone. Just just let the fans choose. You know? Yeah. Let the I'm people be you. themselves and let them choose. Like somebody could do some a hillish thing here. It's like basketball players. Some people can do a, a flagrant foul, two flames like one. Yeah. 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 One people people can do um a flagrant foul on another person and foul and people just don't get along. You know, people can have conflicts without, you know. Without having uh, um, one person be a bad guy, one piece would be a good guy. And I you think know, our go-to example that we always love, um, Steiner Brothers versus Sting and Luger. Right. What kind of build-up did that have? No, we just wanted to see a great match. <laughs> right. No, but it had a the, be- the beautiful um, promo package. That mm. I watched that from time to time. Um, it was great, man. But, hey, that was a great match. Damn Nikita Koloff, damn that bastard. <laughs> I'm still mad for this day when he did. He cost singing Lex. I wanted Sting and Luger to win that match. And that damn Nikita Koloff hit him with the Russian sickle with the chain on his arm. That Lithuanian. Damn, Sam. Damn bastard. Up next, Kevin Owens. Um, Kevin Owens defeated Damian Priest. Damian Priest first loss clean in the ring. Yeah. For what? What the hell happened here, big man? Who Damian Priest pissed off? Look, I don't know. And I, I again, this one began with a long, long in-ring talking segment, um, and then Seth Rollins came out. So we had the one with the women, and then we have this one. And so, yeah, Damian Priest getting pins in the ring, and that was pretty. That was pretty final. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. He's the US champion and he got beat. This wasn't even a challenger match. So I'm with you. I don't know what's going on. You know, maybe that was in Kevin's uh, uh, contract. contract? <laughs> I gotta well, beat he's much more interested now, right? But um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe um, he eliminates him in the Royal Rumble to get, to get, you know. I think but Damian Priest. Yeah. I think Damian Priest has a high chance of winning the Royal Rumble, if you believe it or not. That would be awesome. And I think what hurt, what I didn't like was the whole setup was Seth saying to Damian Priest, "You know, Kevin's going to kick your ass," and then he did. He bent. That's right. So that kind of was different. That was very different. The the dynamic between Seth Rollins and Kevin O, they have great chemistry together, and I like this tag team. I like whatever they have. I like it. You know, it's good oh, it's entertainment. They they're both ha- it, it, the crazy thing about it is I don't like Seth Rollins' character that whoa him doing it. I, I don't know it. what that is. I don't know, but 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 I would say this when him and Kevin Owens interact with each other, it's great. You know what I'm saying? And they, and then but Seth Rollins is great in the ring, and Kevin Owens is too. And just I don't know, it's just something about them. They just it just goes together. Like macaroni and cheese. It just goes together. Yeah. I don't know why. You. And yeah, they really were. I mean, I think on paper in the beginning of the, those four-man matches with Bobby and and Big E and then the, the fatal five-way with Brock, you would have thought that they were kind of like on the outside or they were, you know, they would just be thrown around, but they were amazing. And then you had that raw four-way match and then Kevin does the cannonball off of the aisle 
our second floor. That was incredible. So they've, it's just been working now. They're on a roll. They're on a roll with them. It's slowing down a little bit. The last, you know, this raw and the one before, but it's been nice. But think about it. That fatal five-way match, Brock is the champion. Bobby Lassie is the challenger. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are on the ascendant. One is going to the Royal Rumble. One is the incident of the Royal Rumble. And one is going to fight for a title at the Royal Rumble. Big E's the person who was the champion. He's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's really one of the things we've talked about the most. Just the shock about what's been happening to Big E. Yeah, man. It's crazy. No real investment in him. And no they should have never gave him the title. The title was, yeah. a, a, was a detriment to him. Yeah, because what do you have now? You have a bunch of podcasts where people say he didn't draw or he wasn't a great champion. Right. And the context is they didn't do anything for him. Well, you know? 96, 90, 96, Shawn Michaels didn't draw neither. That's why at the Survivor Series of 1996, the fans wanted Psycho Sid to win in New York City in the Madison Square Garden. They cheered for Psycho Sid. They even <laughs> cheered when, when he hit Jose Lothario with the <laughs> thing. They cheered. <laughs> yeah, those were, um, I, I was never a big fan of Shawn Michaels as like the world champion. And, that was a boyhood dream. <laughs> you know, and I just never was into it. I never believed anything he did, and but whatever. I'm in the minority because everyone says he's the greatest worker of all time. Yeah, well, um, he missed the WrestleMania. He does have great matches at WrestleMania. You can't take that away from him. I didn't think that. Like I told you, I just have to believe. And you know, I hated when he would enter Royal Rumbles and eliminate people like he was some big strong guy. He or, wasn't. No matter how many times Jim Ross said he has a bona fide mean streak, it didn't mean anything because right. he was just. But I, I read his book, by the way, his second oh. book, which he says is his real autobiography. Mm-hmm. The first one, he was just kind of told to, to make it and whatever. And he didn't like his look either. He was, he loves the the costume people. They have the best costume people in entertainment, but he never felt the kind of gear he wore. He felt stupid in it, silly in it. So I kind of like that because I felt boy the same toy. way. Yeah, he, it's not really him, you know, because I think people know that now. His whole life is like jeans and hunting for real. Like he lives in right. Texas on a ranch. So he wasn't that comfortable with it. So I guess that his best, his best, um, what he most comfortable in was in SummerSlam 2002 when he came back against Hunter. He was in jeans and cowboy boots. Maybe. Right? So. Maybe. All right, moving on. The Alpha Academy had a graduation for Otis. I love that. <laughs> you love this stuff? <laughs> I loved Well, I loved it until RK Bro came out. Thank yeah, RK Bro come out, and, and then uh, they mess up the graduation when Orton comes out, and he ends up with a – I think he RKO'd him. And um, then he put on the graduation, uh, the captain gown, halfway. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, man. I love that gable and his you know and he had four point otis with him um and you know otis who doesn't have a last name and uh i just loved all of that i think it's a i love the alpha academy i'm just a big fan and i'm glad they're the tag team champions yeah they real life friends um him and um gable gable and otis are real life friends really yeah they're real life friends that's why when they kissed each other that's real Real raw emotion right there. He goes, look at this face. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know what? Um, They keep calling him the tree trunk. He can be Otis the Oak. 
or something like that. Where Arnold Schwarzenegger, his old bodybuilding nickname, he was the Austrian Oak. What they could have done was get them away from RK Bro and let them defend the titles against someone else. Yeah, because they're um, not going to win that battle. Not with the crowd. Uh, not with the, I don't want to yeah. see that again. They keep doing rematches and uh, that's like how SmackDown was this week. A bunch of rematches. Another another rematch was Austin Theory versus Finn Balor. He wins this time. I was just thinking about how unhappy you must have been watching this. But Yeah. Um, they <laughs> said there were reports that, that, that people that the WWE doesn't want Finn to go to AEW, but they don't have any big plans for him. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I'm not as upset. I mean, okay, we didn't like the Roman Reigns match because the ring broke or whatever happened with the ring, with the ropes. But, you know, one of my complaints about him was all his matches, he'd come out with the leather jacket, he was all cool. And then out of nowhere, like someone would hit the buckles and, and miss and fall on the ground and then he'd hit the coup de gras. And I was supposed to believe that he was this amazing wrestler. I mean, I mean he he's an amazing sports entertainer. But as far as when I'd see his matches, again, it just wasn't very believable to me. I don't think they owe him anything. Um, so when he's when he's good, he's good. When they have him losing, he's good. Um, but it, I'm not protesting in the streets because Finn Balor um, has been getting pinned. Um, Austin Theory... You know, it's interesting what Vince said about his mother. I'm going to send a selfie to your mother of your face broken and stuff. I was like, whoa. <laughs> he, you know, he doesn't have, I think we talked about this before. He's not getting the kind of reaction that John Cena got when he started. He's not really getting much of a reaction at all, but neither did Randy Orton. So they really like him. So he'll probably have a really long career there. And people will eventually get on his side. I think he's he's clearly extremely talented, and he's great in front of the camera. Oh, he's he, he in the ring. I see some of his matches in Evolve. That guy is really good. I remember you we know. were wondering before they brought him up, what's taking so long, right? Well, like, they brought him up at first. Remember, they brought him up and they put him with um Seth Rollins. I didn't remember that at all. Yeah, they had mm. him with Seth Rollins, and and um, you know it didn't work out. Um, thinking with Seth Rollins, and um, it didn't work out. So they, I'm not they, into they, his finishing move. There, everything is knees to the head, kind of like right. the go to sleep variations. And AEW too, you know, they have a few yeah. wrestlers to use. Yeah. Oh well, Omos defeated Reginald quickly. They could have done more cool things because of Reginald, but that's yeah, not the point. Know. The point is Omos beating Reginald really right. quick. So we, so he's my just, pick to win the Royal Rumble. So we got Derry can win the Royal Rumble too. Damian Priest. Yeah. So we got Damian Priest, Austin Theory, and Omos can all win the Royal Rumble. Right. Well, one of them got pins. Well, that that makes it even more that he could, he's going to win the Royal Rumble because he. I think he if he loses his belt. He would, that would have made him even more of a candidate to win the Royal Rumble because he has to remember when you lose your belt, that's what it sets you up to to move on to bigger and better things, you know. Well, that's that's a really good pattern. I didn't notice, but I think my order would be Omas, Austin Theory, and then maybe. Right. Yeah. I, my thing, only thing I think about Omas, I don't think he's ready to be in a main event match at WrestleMania right now. 
Um, I, I mean, who would they put him like against? Five Roman? years if he would be. I don't know what else Rome? he's going to do. Well, who are they going to put him against? Roman? Bobby. Bobby? That would be great, too. Man. Just because of the audience reaction when they got in the ring together in that tag team match? Right, right. That means Bobby. That means Bobby wins the 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 Royal Rumble, right? I mean, I mean Bobby wins at the Royal Rumble. He beats Brock. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want. I don't. I don't want that. I don't want to see Brock and Roman again. I want to see Brock. I want to see Brock and Roman on different. It makes things more interested with both both um, both of those guys on different brands. Um, they need to trade two people from. Nah, that won't work. They need to bring up three people from. Um, you need to bring up three people from um, from NXT to put them on SmackDown. They need help. Well, you have great ideas. I mean, I loved your idea of why can't Paul manage them both and they're on different brands? There's no reason. One, he's right. the advocate. The other, he's the wise man. That would have been awesome. I mean, that's a great idea. They could still do that. Um, if man. this was Japan, in, especially in the 1990s, they'd be a tag team. Right. Um, and then the other variation of the tag team would probably be they could have um, been a tag team without fighting with they if they yeah. did this right without them without him coming back as some of them fight each other they could have been a whole a tag team with each other with both belts and i don't know who would have been able to to challenge them but maybe they could have been with the whole Paul, why didn't you tell roman i was going to be there he could be wherever he wants right exactly <laughs> the stupidest Oh, up next, your girl Nikki, almost a superhero, and get have a fight with um with Rhea Ripley about to have a fight. But um, who was that? It was, it was Queen Zelina. She's um distracted um Rhea and Nikki Ash. Nikki, almost a superhero, beat the hell out of Rhea Ripley again. Uh, no, the match is not. It didn't even start. What's your thoughts on this? Nikki is I'm going not a crazy. fan of the whole the match doesn't start. AEW does this too, more than as much as anybody. Um, I again, I think the whole thing would have been better if it would have been Rhea not wanting to fight Nikki, and like just taking punishment, and then eventually she'll just snap and destroy Nikki, and Nikki thinks that she's winning and all that stuff. So I'm not really into. I I don't think the crowd is as into this. No. What do you think? No. Yeah. No. No. That's, That's another thing, you know. Mustafa Ali is, you know, everybody loves him. He's one of those people they say in the locker room, everybody respects him. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of person that even if you don't have plans for him, you make plans because it makes everybody feel better. Right. right. But he did have that group. I mean, it wasn't a good idea. What were they called again? Retribution. Retribution. There were things I thought he could have done differently. And well, they they didn't they didn't book it for him. Remember, he's not booking it. <laughs> no, but I just mean like when he came out, and when I say he could have done differently, I just mean in his demeanor. They had him try to be this cool, suave cult leader type of figure. Where if he had just acted a little more manic and angry, and all of that, that would have been better. It didn't make sense why anybody would want to follow his lead. So if he had just been if he just acted i felt the same way about when mark hamill when he came back to star wars and he trashed the script i was like look there were scenes you could have done a better job okay it's don't blame the script um and yeah so sometimes that happens you know it's they don't get the best material but 
can't say that they did everything they could to get it over. And I feel that way about Nikki and well, Nikki, you could say she, she did everything to make this super, this was her idea. They say, right. I don't think it was a great idea. And I liked her before more. Well, it did what it needed to do. It got Charlotte her belt back. (laughs) Nikki (laughs) had matches with Charlotte. She pinned her. Yeah. And got it right back. And that was it for her. Up next, uh, the the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray and the Street Profits defeated the Duddy Dugs and Apollo and your man Commander Aziz. (laughs) Yeah, man. They can't get a win anymore. That's it. It's over. Um, Then Maurice. JBL says he'd come out of retirement to manage Dominic in his feud with his father. Oh, cool. I like to see that. That'd be some, that'd be a nice little wrinkle. That's one of those things where if you weren't planning on having them feud, you'd think about it just to have JBL manage Dominic. Yeah, let's, let's, I mean, they can have a nice little WrestleMania 10, seven to 10 minute match of high uh, offense. It's, you know what it could be like? It doesn't even have to be something of, anger or betrayal it, remember piper against bret hart like one just trying to show the other yes. that he that was didn't... a great match that yeah, was a great match it, probably one of the best matches on the card at that time it was i think it was and it wasn't you know they had some contentious promos but it was more about Bret hart showing piper that he was a man now because piper mm-hmm. always thought of him as that kid right and so you could do that with them it's like what you said not everything has to be Hatred and anger and revenge, you know. I like that. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, they could in WrestleMania and go in the opening contest, and um, and if 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 they if they do it if they do, if it's done right, it would be one of the uh, a high octane match, and it would be well, pretty. You, know, you could even put it in the middle because, like, what if it were. What if Ray were to tell, you know, Dominic's like, Dad, I'm ready. And if I was like, well, I'll know you're ready when you be your next opponent. And it's me at WrestleMania. And it's just like, I would I would order it just for that. Right. I don't have to order it. I have the, whatever they call it now, premium of, you, you're good at premium, this. <laughs> premium live event. Yes, thank you. The PLE. I want to see that. I want to see it no done more that PPV. Way. No more PPVs. Right. PLE. Premium live events. Got it. Maurice, Maurice, Maurice trying to make friends with Beth Phoenix. She says she wants them to be friends. They they started the women's revolution. Women was doing two-minute matches. If we had all these two-minute matches before. Now look, we're main event in WrestleMania. <laughs> we are part of it. I don't want to fight you, Beth. Let's be friends. You know? And um, she wants to match off. And um, Beth. It's not having it. She's trying to go in the ring. The Miz comes out, jumps edge. Bethany turn around, and, and, and Maurice hits upside the head with her purse and has a brick inside of it. Lays that, lays the glamours on out. Her and the Miz go up the ramp, and they go and do what they do best. They kiss. <laughs> well, first of all, um, for Maurice, I would say there were some women wrestlers who the two-minute matches were a much better idea for them than 10-minute <laughs> matches, and she might be one of them. I was on her, the Maurice Gravy train from day one. Yes, she was. Know. Thank you. I, I've always been a huge fan of hers. Um, and, you know, I loved it because I remember she showed a picture of her with her older sister and friends at a Toronto Blue Jays game. 
and her sister and her friends they look like supermodels and she's like younger and she looks unhappy and you can tell her like she's thinking i'm gonna do everything to be hotter than all of you and she did um but man the brick quite an escalation which you say <laughs> she hit her in there with a brick i like it though it's gonna she's gotta do something because she can't what, physically uh, match beth Phoenix no. power-wise. so what's be- gonna happen is it gonna be beth is gonna have like a concussion and will be ruled out of the match but she'll show up with a bandage on her head and tag herself in or something um can't wait to see right. what they do I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Edge has been protected, but then again, nah, he lost a couple matches since he's been back, so he lost a lot, so uh, it's possible. Who needs to win more? I think the Miz and Maurice Miz, because he's going to be there, right? Edge comes and goes, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But then this, this is Beth Phoenix return match, so I don't know. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah, you can't have Beth Phoenix lose to... Yeah. All right, so we'll see. Um, main event: Bobby Lashley defeated Seth Rollins DQ. The Hurt Business come. <laughs> the Hurt Business <laughs> comes out and attacks Bobby while they out while they while he's outside, causing a DQ. Bobby well, gets the Bobby gets the advantage on him and start beating him up again. Like, right? How long did their How long was their advantage? The advantage lasted about. Uh, uh, 12.5 seconds, maybe. <laughs> and then um, the Usos come out of this crowd and they super kick Seth Rollins. And then they go out and they, they show, put the one up, showing that they're the ones. And um, I think it was Jimmy Smith said, Oh, the Usos delivered a message from Roman Reigns <laughs> as we go off of air. Uh, what was your thoughts? Um, okay. So, new camera angles in this match. New camera angles. Um, the camera was inside the ring. Um, never seen some of the angles they used before. I've seen it kind of on the independence, but it was kind of nauseating a little bit. I appreciate that they're trying different things because I think the camera work has been much better. But this one was a little nauseating and hard to follow, but I enjoyed it. Um, felt like you were in the ring with them. But again, they would switch back and forth, and I'm not good with that. I'm not good with the new video games where you're like constantly 360 angles either. Um, the match was really good. The hurt business was confusing. <laughs> it was bewildering that they came out, and, and it was kind of humiliating for them. Okay. Um, again, and, why they keep yeah, doing again, and. You know, this was a really good match, but it's kind of like any match they have with Sasha or um, Charlotte and Becky or Bianca. It's just, it ends badly. It ends with run-ins or disqualifications. Nobody, everybody knew this match wasn't going to have a finish of a one, two, three, you know? Nobody expected that, and I think that's too bad. We, you know, we watched before when New Japan first was on access, did seeing somebody get pinned one, two, three, keep us from watching the next week or seeing that person wrestle? We just wanted to see these great matches and just the endings aren't very good. And look again, I know we've, we feel bad for the hurt business. Who would have thought Charlie Haas had a better week than Shelton Benjamin? Who would have thought that? Who would have thought? Yeah. 
yeah, man. On impact wrestling is what we're referring to. Yeah. Um, I mean, this show, I mean, Bobby and Seth, neither one of them could lose right now. Um, that why book the match? I have no idea, but at the same time, um, to have these, this, all this extra hurt business running out. And let me ask you the, the MVP called himself the hurt business, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's saying he's no longer in that faction anymore, but he came up with the name. That is so stupid. They'll make no damn sense. He came <laughs> up with the name, so he let them hold, hurt, um, have the name. Matter of fact, when he kicked them out, he still was calling himself the hurt business. Mm-hmm. When did they change? I don't know, but if, I mean, Shelton and, and Cedric, no, no fault of their own, but that name doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't. It means nothing anymore. And and they continue to lose their glorified jobbers now. Like if you're um, wearing that shirt, you're like a jabroni. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It, it was Who's gonna buy them. that shirt? I wanted to buy that shirt. That was a great shirt to buy. Now it means nothing. That's just <laughs> it's just crazy. Thumbs up or thumbs down for like Raw. if you saw somebody walking down the street wearing the shirt, you're gonna laugh. You know. Well, not I. I, I look at it as when when the hurt business was hot. Okay. And I'll look at it like, like that. I would wear I, I would wear an aces and eights shirt, you know, because right. they were cool and that was a cool shirt. I don't care. Right. Um yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down? Um yeah. I'm giving it um I'm giving it a thumbs up for two reasons. Okay. Um, one, the Chad Gable and Otis celebration. I thought that was hilarious. Ex- without RKO involvement though. Another reason was the brick in the purse. Okay, I like that. And third, the camera, the camera work for the main events. Again, it was a little too much, a little too nauseating for me. But I love that they tried different things. The camera in the ring made the ring look huge. Did you did you like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you give it? Give it a thumbs up. I loved the first match. You know, I oh, like the job. Yeah, yeah. You like that she got to tag herself in and live. Have... Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> um, all, what does it matter that? What does it mean that Liv got pins? You know, she's is she well, is she number four in that group? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, she is number one. Becky's number one. Bianca's number two. Dewdrop number three. Liv's and Liv's four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, it is. I don't know, man. So that's why I give it a thumbs up. All right, on the SmackDown, uh, the Usos and Roman comes out. You know, um, Seth Rollins comes out, and they said, "Well, you get a partner tonight, and and if you um, and if you beat if you beat us, the Usos, you know, um, the Usos." Seth said, "If I beat the Usos tonight, um, the Usos will be banned from ringside uh, at the Royal Rumble." Then Roman says, you don't make decisions like that. I do. So let's ante it up a little bit. If you win, the Usos will be banned from ringside. But if you lose, you lose your com- title shot completely. And I'm going on vacation to WrestleMania. <laughs> and then they, the Usos are like, we don't, you can choose anybody you want. Nobody likes you back here anyway. And he said, he said, you're right. I don't have much friends here, but I have one friend. And Kevin always come out, he have his friend. I'm his friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Isn't it so Kevin, about Kevin Owens, Owens that he's whether it's Jericho or right, 
Yeah, you just need definitely. the friend or Sammy. Right. Oh, exactly. Right. So Seth Rollins, well, Seth Rollins and, and Kevin Owens, who I never thought these two guys are so entertaining together. Um, again. Oh, by the uh, way, you forgot one thing about Raw. What's that? Alexa Bliss. Oh, Alexa. Oh shit! You're right. Uh, what was your thoughts on that? Um, I hope it's almost over. <laughs> little, you know, five feet of fury. I think it's going to happen that way. I hope so. Because um, that's kind of like the gold dust thing. Remember, he would come out and say, he's coming back. And people thought he meant God because he became a Christian. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out he was talking about gold dust. But um, yeah, it was, uh, again, that guy doesn't look like a therapist. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was uh, shorter than last week. No violence this time. And whatever i just wanted to bring that up it just popped right. in my head i'm sorry right so um yeah so we're gonna have the match tonight so it's gonna be seth, seth and kevin owens you know take on the usos if seth wins usos is banned from ringside if seth and ko loses he loses his title opportunity at the royal rumble so then now we move on to the next match which is kofi kingston mm. um who comes out with Big E. Mm. Big E is back on his new day tip. Looks back in his element. Um, and Kofi Kingston defeated Mad Cat Moss. Um, yeah, my guy lost. Though. Yeah, your guy lost. But Big E is here. That's why he lost. Big E is here back with the new day. His element. The new day is like like fine wine. You can just put those guys back together and they's like they don't miss a beat. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I think you really enlightened me. Because I wasn't really a big fan of the New Day, but I'm not their audience, really. And you would tell me what it was like in the arena when the New Day was there. And on lines for the merchandise for New Day. Oh, New Just, Day merchandise sells. Yeah. Yeah, sells. That's what uh, I love to see WWE do. I, I remember I told you last time, I love to see them, you know, coming back from a commercial break, doing a shot of people getting merchandise. Or like when they do, instead of a backstage segment, why don't they do it in front of like some of the crowds standing outside the building? Mm-hmm. Or different things like that to make it more lively. Right. No, I, um, they, they, I mean, they're so crying out loud. Bootios. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, box the cereal bootios. And you couldn't hardly find them. They sold out. You know, that's, oh. that's their drawing power, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaliyah. Aaliyah comes out and def- um and she defeats Natalia after Natalia catches her in the in the, in the, um, in the corner, starts kicking her and didn't break the at the five count, so the referee disqualify her, and then all of a sudden the protector is here. She's doing her <laughs> the whole the whole her whole uh, her, her whole entrance. Yeah, 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 and the lightning is coming out like out of the out of a movie from from Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, <laughs> and she comes in there, and she said, uh, and then she kicks Natalia. Natalia goes flying out the ring, and I'm the protector. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh. <laughs> uh, um, up next, the Viking Raiders. They well, how do you feel most- about Natalia? Like, you know, they they redo things, and I think we we both. Yeah, they, they do things over and over. Like if it if it works one week, like 
The thing you'll never not see in a WWE tag team match for a while now is the whole when someone's about to tag, the other guy goes to the outside and pulls them off the ring apron uh-huh. before they make the tag. And the other thing now with the women's matches, they love the they did it a few weeks ago, not breaking the count, the hold at five and getting disqualified disqualified. I love that. I think that's a great thing. But how do you feel? You love Natalia. What do you what what are your feelings on uh, this? I mean Natalia is an enhancement talent now, right? So and they just using her. Been. They just using mm-hmm. her to. They using her for two. They 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 using her two ways now. They are using her to help build Aaliyah and help to build the protector because she's not going to be the protector neither. Zaylee. So it's amazing though how good she is. She still gets reactions from the crowd. Natalia, like even she's great. She looks good. She looks amazing. She she's she good. It still's great in the ring. I'm. I. 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 Th- I, I think she should change. Her ring gear. I know you never like the cutesy kind of cat thing going on. No. Change her ring gear. Um, maybe dye her hair black, maybe. But she needs a change. Leather jacket. Something. She needs to change. And um, she needs a gimmick. She's, she's She never had the gimmick where the fans are uh, like totally behind her. They don't boo her as a as a as a hill, but they don't overly cheer her. Yeah, her biggest gimmick was just when she showed up, and that was Bret Hart's niece. Right. You know. So, so I think she needs a gimmick change. Um. And um. I guess she's. I mean, she would probably say she has a gimmick now. It's the world record holder. No, that's not it. That same thing as before. I need. Mean, she needs to change. I mean, she's. It looks amazing. Probably the most amazing, one of the amazing looking wrestlers they I'm have. Glad, I'm glad you said that because I know everybody talks about like all the other, you know, women like no, Carmelo or that, Sasha. That. But if you're talking about who you saw normally, like walking down the street, yeah. she'd be the one you probably. She's, a, like she's, a, she's, she's amazing. I mean, she's amazing. She looks good. She wrestles well. She, she's like the perfect package. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, she can cut a promo. The only problem is the gimmick. She don't have the gimmick. Do you like her as a good girl or a bad, bad guy? I just, I, um, I mean, I don't. I, she doesn't have a gimmick, you know. So I can't say she's not. You know how Bianca is the EST, the fastest, the strong. You yeah. know how Alexa Bliss was the five feet of fur, or she was the crazy guy, crazy girl, or you see how Becky Lynch is the man. Charlotte Flair is. Yeah, Charlotte calls herself like she's the evil queen. That's her. Gimmick. She's the queen. You know, she ain't hot. You know, these women or Naomi the glow. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm getting from Naomi. Naomi, you know what I'm saying? He's high, he's yeah. the protector. What is Natalia? You know, she. That's they, the they problem. Did, she's they a did. great wrestler, and so is Cesaro, so is Cesaro, and it doesn't matter. You know. Yeah, but they didn't give her. A gimmick like Cesaro. Cesaro had many diff- diff- different. Oh, yeah, gimmicks. he tried. He tried. <laughs> He's the Swiss Superman. Then he was yeah, the, the James Bond, the James yeah. Bond person. He had Didn't different work. gimmicks. His best you was know. with um was with the um Sheamus, I think. Right. Right. So but that's but that's your thing. You're really good at gimmicks. What what would be your? I don't. And know. you're good at quick thinking. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I mean, the, for Natalia. I think I would have to I would have to 
I don't know. I have to. I, I don't know. I don't know what will work for her. She she's great, a technical wrestler, and uh, you know what? She's just be great in, not in w, WWF I mean WWE anymore. I think she'd be great in AEW as Natalia Nightheart, and she I think she would be great there just by her whole name, and she'll just be the excellence of execution or and. She she will work have great matches with Deeb, Conti, Anna Anna Jay had a hell of a match this week. Oh my God, Anna Jay, you know what I'm saying she would do well. Penelope the Bunny, I, I, you know what's crazy? She could be with Penelope and the Super Bad Girl, and and I think that will work together. Doesn't seem that different than her with Tamina. It's different than her with her and Tamina. I like yeah. Tamina now. I think she's doing great now with the uh, yeah, 27 Again, another thing they need to do for the 24-7 title, they need to make that a serious title. They need to put it on Brock Lesnar or Randy Orton. John C- they need to put it on one of those big time, or Omos to make that title legitimate. That title could be a legitimate title if they really wanted it to be. They just put it on Brock Lesnar Put it on Goldberg. Put it on somebody, a legitimate guy. Bobby Lashley. You know what I'm saying? Put it on a legitimate person. And that person can't lose. But Brock Lesnar won't lose. You could have the conga line come out and that would kill it. And Brock Lesnar would kill the conga line and people would be scared to death to come out again on the conga line. And then you have serious challenges come out for that for that title. And it would make that title very serious. And it could be serious. And they need to do that. You know? Instead of making it a joke of a title. Yeah, and I understand her husband still, he's very big into involved with the women's wrestling in WWE. He has a position, TJ. Uh So maybe this is part of it. Like Natalia, like you said, she's there and she's happy to, you know, develop them and put them over and, and make it happen. Well, she could do much better. She's a good hand, so to speak, but she could do much better. She could be women's champion. She could main event. She could have a WrestleMania main event five-star classic. That's how good she is. My favorite Rhea Ripley match was hers against was her against Natalia. Right. She just don't have the she don't have the the gimmick, man. That's that's the the gimmick. Sasha Banks is the boss. You know what I'm saying? You know, she don't have the gimmick. You know. I don't know. Maybe they make her an authority figure. Like, you know, maybe, I don't know, like something like Sonya is doing. Maybe she could be an evil, like Stephanie McMahon, something like that. I mean, I don't know. Again, her gimmick is, like you said, the excellence of Bret Hart's niece. But they don't call her that. No. They They just say Natalia. They got this. Moving on. Um, Charlotte takes on Naomi. Uh, Naomi hit her with the rib. Um, okay, so before the match, Sonya comes out and makes herself the special guest referee. <laughs> so Naomi hits her with the rear view. Sonya goes out the ring. He they said the referee. Um, I think it was um Pat McAfee or was um Cole. It's a that was a it was a six count. Sonya refused to make the count. Uh, so um Naomi said, "What are you doing?" Uh, Charlotte gets the advantage. Putting a figure for as soon as she's going, Montreal school drop. They call them, yeah. they, call, they call for the bell. Sonia called for the bell immediately. Naomi never tapped out of nothing or said, I quit. Well, Mate, if you know that's from Bloodsport, but it's, it's never said Wait, that either. Mate, 
Made up pay my tape. Remember <laughs> what uh, where Frank Dukes made um Chung Lee tap out? Say of course it! you know that. Say it! Uh, of course you know that. <laughs> um so and now Naomi looking shocked. And now uh she lost the opportunity and the and the and the feud continues between Sonya and Naomi, you know. Um Naomi, I love that interest. They cut her interest. I was so upset, upset about that. I don't know why they did that. Screw you, They've WWE. Been doing that lately, you know. I don't get it. Don't don't know. cut that entrance. Don't you don't cut her entrance. You don't cut Shasha Banks' entrance. I need to see that the whole entrance. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that's the best part is their entrance. Let me yeah, see their Bianca. entrance. Bianca too. Um, they cut her entrance recently. They ruined Carmella's entrance. Oh yeah, they took a lot from her. Um, you could, you could, you could um cut other people' entrance, but don't cut that. Those two, those entrances, please don't do that to me, please. My God. <laughs> uh, so in the back, Eric Bischoff oh, the way, is there. You, I think they should have. I don't like the name Rear View. It's a nice name. They should call it the Glowback. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, I know why the they call it the Rear View. You put it in a, in a button of fate in their face. That's why it says the rear view. You get the rear view. In the, that's, that's why they're getting it. It's called the glow. The glow back is good too. When they have their match with um, the female Seth Rollins, it should be in like a glow in the dark match or something like that. It ain't happening no time soon. Because uh-huh. um, Eric Bischoff is here. Eric Bischoff talked bad about AEW. Yeah. Now he's on WWE TV a whole lot. He was on he Raw. Is. Now he's on. Now he's on. Now, um, I mean, they can use him as an on as an on screen character, or why don't they just bring the NWO back? Man? I mean, try get let him go, get a couple of those guys from NXT, and you know, let Braun Braun Breaker. I think that's uh, Melo NWO. I don't think anybody cares about that anymore. No, it could if they do a version of him. Like not calling. Uh, well, the Bullet Club is a version of the NWO, right? Um, the Bullet Club is it? Is they do the two sweet? They beat people up. They do all that. They 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 the version of the NWO. But they're called the Bullet Club. Right. I said. I said not to call them the NWO. They could do a version of it. Oh, I thought that's what she meant. Bring like a okay. version of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, give them a faction. You know, they need a faction or something similar to that. We need. I mean, you got you got Eric Bischoff on on TV. Ha- use him, you know, instead of having him in a backstage segment telling Adam Pearce he, he needs to do something about um Sonya Deville. So now they made a, a match for Sonya Deville against um against uh, Naomi next week. Come on, you could do much better than that, you know. Yeah, but he loves talking trash, like you said about AEW. Now that he's in WWE, and he podcast. was on and he was on a damn show many times. They used him. That damn mm-hmm. turncoat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, he's 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 somebody who's interesting in that he, you know, you read his autobiography, you listen to him before he had a podcast when he was a guest on interviews, and he has a really bad memory, like really bad, and maybe that's from being a karate champion or whatever, but then when he gets his own podcast. Now he remembers everything, or he says he does. And he'll say, well, what really happened was, and it was the same. I think my favorite was he had said in an interview 
that he actually didn't grow up watching the Four Horsemen at all. And then when J.J. Dillon had said some negative things about him, he said, I never thought J.J. was good for the Four Horsemen. He didn't add anything to it. I used to watch it. I didn't think he was very good. So he just makes things up, you know? Yeah. Uh, I still I still think he's um, better than on account than they have a lot, of, of more than a lot of other people right oh now. Oh, my gosh. So. Look who they have in the background. They have Bruce Pritchard, mm-hmm. who they don't use on camera. They no. have Michael Hayes, who they don't use on camera. I mean some of their best talkers are not on camera. Well, uh, well, Bruce Pritchard, if he come back, he got to be brother love. Oh, but he was great in global wrestling as Bruce Pritchard, the announcer. He was, oh, yeah, he yeah. was one of my he top was. five heels of all time. Right. Um, but they won't get, they won't, they won't let him do that. You maybe know? they would. And Michael Hayes, he was great in UWF with Jim Ross. So. They, he, he would have, Doc Hendricks is finished. Oh, don't call him that. Doc Hendricks is finished. Sami Zayn have is another jackass segment for Sami Zayn, <laughs> and um, he's shocking himself with a uh, with the Mounties cop um, prop cattle raw. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Johnny Knoxville comes out and says, "You know what? You, you never even had the thing on." Now the crazy thing about it is when he was shocking himself, you could hear the the damn the noise. Mm. The zzz, that they that they was um pumping in, so if that's the case, if it was off, then how come the damn make it was making noise? Because when Johnny Knoxville came on, came out there and said it wasn't on, and then and then um shocked him in the nuts, they made the same damn sound. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes no. Uh, but hey, I I, I digress. All right, I'm gonna spare my beliefs, right? But that's what Johnny Knoxville threw him over the rope again, and he's winning the Royal Rumble. So I guess this is what's gonna happen. The feud continues. <laughs> it does continue and it's funny because I, mean, I saw an interview with Jacques Rougeau and he was asked about you know the fake cattle prod and he brought up his no it actually wasn't fake and he talked about there were two buttons on it and one time I think it might have been Coco Beware I forgot who it was he says he he zapped somebody with it for real and by accident and um, he felt terrible but it was yeah it was it was a real thing yeah, I know the Mountie. Um, He's one of those wrestlers. When you were a kid, you were afraid of him as the, the Mountie? Mountie. I'm the you Mountie. Were afraid of that thing getting no. I yeah. I mean, I was. I was. I, 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 was. I loved his match with the Big Boss Man, the Jailhouse match, and they put him. They took him to jail, New York. I'm I was the there. Mountie. Yeah, I I'm saw the, the police show up. The... Was... <laughs> you was there. Yeah, that was a great match, man. That's probably that the Big Boss Man's greatest me. match. Gosh. I can't think. I mean, you had that match. You also had the Virgil Ted DiBiase match. Yes. You had the Bret Hart Kurt, Ang- Kurt Henning match. And then we had Demo. Oh, oh, oh that was 91. And then we had match. That's match made in heaven, match made in hell, right? Yeah, I don't even. You know, the weird thing was that Hulk Hogan warrior thing. I remember, I think I saw the warrior in the entrance way or something run down the. Like, he didn't do anything. Like, it was weird. It was that yeah, whole helped. backstage stuff, right? Right, he yeah. held up Vince for money. Say, I'm not going out there unless you give me some more money. Yeah. Yeah, he got the money. But he got fired right after that. Yeah. Oh, well. Moving on. Sheamus defeated Ricochet again. This is from last week. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Jeff Jarrett, J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T, Jeff Jarrett is in the back with Rick Boogs and Sisuke 
Nakamura. I don't know what the point of this was. I thought you were going to say Nakamura like Rick Boogs does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you could do that. I don't know that Jeff Jarrett made it on SmackDown. He's, you know, he done made it to the big time. He's everywhere. And, He's in GCW. Yeah. He's in, yeah. And then the main event, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins um, was about to beat um, the Usos, but Roman Reigns came out and Superman punched Seth Rollins, causing the disqualification. So um, Seth Rollins and KO defeats the Usos via DQ, and um, the Usos will be banned from ringside. Hmm. Um, what's your thoughts on this the main event? Yeah, again, it was something you never expected it to be clean. Um, the whole setup. Um, I think the thing that kind of hurts it is the fans. I think the fans like seeing the Usos interfere. I think it adds to the match. Right, it does because they interfere. Right, in if every you were match. to tell me that they're not going to be there, it makes the match less interesting to me. That don't mean right? they're not going to. That, that don't mean they're not going to. Right, like in Saudi Arabia, they just showed up. I don't right, think they right, were supposed but, to be a ringside either. Right, for that one. right. What, what's going to happen? Like if they show up, they're going to disqualify him automatically. Exactly. That's like what's what, going to be what he wants, right? Yeah, exactly. In the old days, right, the NWA days, you'd have them in a cage with uh, or handcuffed to. Uh, well, actually, it didn't work for the four. Remember, the four horsemen were climbing the damn cage. Yeah. And um, and that's what helped him stink. And that's what happened. Like, why Sting messed his damn leg up trying to help Luger get the four horsemen from going up the damn cage. That's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah man. That's right. why that was, he was supposed to win the title um, in the next pay per view. And had to be out to the Great American Bash. Mm. Shit, I think it was Russell War ninety Wild Thing. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of Wild Thing, yes, and that, that's right. That's a great segue. Oh, but what uh, do you th- give SmackDown? I give it a thumbs down. Yeah, I give it a thumbs in the middle. Although I liked the first segment and I liked the last segment, everything yeah. else was rehashed stuff from the previous week. The insane joint is funny, but it was not funny. I don't know. You know, I, the first week was more funny than this week. You know, Johnny Knoxville thing and and Sami Zayn. I don't know. Um, whatever. I think Sami Zayn is gonna get. I didn't know they were gonna rely Johnny. on it so much. Yeah, you know? they they give it. Well, they got they booked Johnny Knoxville, so they want him on TV. So you know, I and we love Sami Zayn. I mean, he's really the breakout star this new year. Yeah, but. They got to do something else. But John Moxley's back from an inpatient yep. program. He's done it. He's back. And um he's back. His doing hair's it. back. Right. And he and he's back doing uh, he lost a little weight. And um little. he's he's back. He's back kicking the door, um, kicking the damn gate open. So fans watch out, please. This guy's yeah, going I don't want to be anywhere near him if I'm in fa- if I'm a fan. Like, he's, I, I don't know what's wrong with him, man. He's I don't know if this is an act or he just you know, but anyway, he gets in I the think ring it's and... an act because he doesn't seem to mind people touching him. Some wrestlers yeah. do. He doesn't care if people are like patting him on the back or whatever like that. Right. So um, he's doing his promo and um, one somebody told a fan must have said, said something to him. And I heard later on, they said, get this piece of this drunk yeah. piece of trash out the ring. And he cursed on TV. Get him the fuck out of here. That's what he said. Throw yeah. him out of here. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean, that was disrespectful from the fan. See, the guy was drinking. He had to been who said that about him was drinking, was drunk. 
Yeah, he got kicked out in the first segment. That sucks. Did he get kicked out? I don't think he got kicked out. I don't think. Why would he get kicked out? I don't think he got kicked out. He could say what he wants. I don't know. They kicked people out. If they kick people, if they kicked him out for 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 saying stuff, for for booing or saying stuff to him, then then that that they setting a bad precedent. They've already kicked people out for stuff about Nyla Rose. For um, it's totally different. You're right; it is different, but I don't know what that person might have said. But yeah, no, I, I, don't I agree know. with you. I agree with you. What's your thoughts on this? Um, John. Well, he's back. Wild thing is back. John Moxley is back. And um, how do you feel about this? Yeah, he's his body has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, lot slimmer, and that was way more noticeable on on Rampage. And um, yeah, he's growing the hair back out. I think, um, and this sounds, the reason I keep mentioning his hair is for one reason. When I would watch Total Divas, um, whenever Renee would touch his hair, he'd like move back because he was self-conscious about it. And I think he was just, so I think this, the way he looks now is more him. Um, And he probably never wanted to like change his look completely. And yeah, he's back, and but some controversy came out of this over Bubba Ray. Yeah, so Bubba Ray said, sent a tweet. I said John Moxley should have apologized to the fans for for not being there. He said a lot. I mean, there is a context to it. He was talking about um, he would have apologized. He says, "And me, I don't apologize for anything." But you know, you apologize for you know. Because he said, John said he has demons. Well, everybody has demons. Sometimes you need to be a bit more specific if you want it to be impactful. Um, and yeah, like you said, it was a lot about apologizing for not being on the show for the fans who wanted to see him. And then Renee Paquette or Paquet, um, said she wrote, it's a bad take. And then, you know, all the Twitter followers of Renee you know, they would write, how dare he say that? He, John knows nobody an apology. Some yeah. of these people might have really felt that way. Other people might have just been hoping Renee likes their tweets or something like that. <laughs> but that kind of became a big deal. It's it's interesting because um, pro wrestling is, is huge, but it's not bigger than, like, let's say the NFL, right? It's not bigger than, well, WrestleMania is huge. But if this was any other sport, and if somebody said about apologizing for um, not being around, I don't think it would have been as big a deal because they hear lots of criticism. But um, what did you think of what Bubba Ray said? And Soraya, Soraya said that um, she said that's a bad thing, and that's why that's why a lot of people like Devon better. Who said that? Soraya. Who's Soraya? Paige. Oh, Paige. Oh, that's a real yeah, name, well, Soraya. I forgot that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people do like Devon better. Bubba Ray, Bully Ray is who he is, they say. Um, but I don't think he was, he needs to be quote unquote canceled for what he said. Um, oh, come um, on. Cancel for what? No. No, come I'm on. saying I don't think he needs to be. I don't, no, he, he, he can have his opinion. You know, he didn't say anything. Um, 
crazy to me. I mean, I get why Renee doesn't like it. That's her husband. She got to take up for him. I do remember a time when people would apologize for having, you know, their issues that today you don't need to apologize for. But it's something some people do. Yeah. Um, you don't have to, but he was just saying that. He also said he thought it would, like some fans were like, wrote on Twitter, you know, all this hate about Bubba Ray. He was really talking about getting more sympathy from the fans and maybe apologizing to do more, f- to get more of a reaction, things like that. Right. Uh, people, so, you know, people quick to, to jump on the negative side instead of looking from his point of view or the positive side. And sometimes messages, check, they don't know the context of how someone is saying it because it's just a message and writing it. It's just written out and people read can read it the wrong way in different tones and things oh, of that yeah. nature. So it's, you know, it's messages is sometimes the, wor- the, the worst thing to do because you never know the context of how someone is saying it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I think another example is Big Swole because then she came out and said this was a long interview on the radio. She called Tony Khan the most generous boss she's ever worked for, the most generous person she's ever Did he met. hear that? Nope. He just read the quote that someone put on Twitter. That's crazy. Speaking of which, the power couple, uh, Britt, yeah. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Adam Cole, they defeated Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. This match was really good. Uh, a lot of false finishes. One thing they do, um, the damn that damn Canadian destroyer is being used too much. <laughs> Everybody's using that damn Canadian destroyer. It's become a clothesline. Yeah, yeah, it has. You're right. That's a good point. I thought you were going to say the 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 really weak table with the big black smock all over it, <laughs> the big claw. Oh yeah. So like yeah. That. So they. So the so the power couple set up a table, and they're getting in the ring. And Orange Cassidy tried was um, trying to hit Cole. He missed, he moved out the way, and they hit um, Britt Baker, who was on the standing on the apron, as she went flying through the table, uh, unceremoniously, and unspectacularly. <laughs> unspectacular. <laughs> which which prompted Adam Cole to turn into a crazed man for doing that to his girlfriend. And he was able to hit the boom for the one, two, three. Um, so I, he challenged um, Alice Orange Cassidy at Beach Break for to a lights out match. So, what was your thoughts on this? I think he's going to regret it. Isn't Beach Break also the name of Orange Cassidy's move? So yeah, but he kicked out of it. <laughs> he did. You're right. Um, I think it'll be an exciting match in some ways. Um, Yeah, it was what I really liked was his interview segment at the end where he told the interviewer, was it Marvez? I forgot, but he said, get out. (laughs) And it's just kind of the funny classic. He's blaming Orange Cassidy for just bumping into Britt Baker, basically. But um, yeah, Chris Statlander loses again, you know, but unfortunately for Chris and but what did you think about it? Are you tired of this whole thing? Or do you think this will be the end of it? Um, it should be the end, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, Orange is taking a lot of losses. He has. So he needs their best friends stuff. are taking a lot of losses. Um, the New Japan, I mean, Okada is about to kick them out of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, even, even uh, Rocky Romero, when he had his interview with um, Trent, and he's like, look we're used to winning so we're going to take on 
you know, you know, next week, the young bucks and later this, it didn't happen because of COVID, but yeah, I mean, Trent, the best Trent Beretta, I mean, he's been great now, but was in new Japan with Rocky Romero. So this best friends thing isn't working out. Right. We might get kicked out of chaos. The gun club jumped Christian in the back. They won a title shot. It was funny how Christian said, there's no denying that they're, they got your talent and they're big and strong. And the Austin's like, <laughs> not big and strong. But yeah, they, yeah, the, it's funny though. People are calling them by the name that they were given by um, Danhausen, the the ass boys. Cody Rhodes is here. He said he's in the ring with with a um, a ladder. I got to sit up for this because this was this was a moment. He said um, he's not turning heel. He referenced um, CM Punk pipe bomb, and he's saying that he's the one that actually um, um, went through the started the forbidden door. Um, because you know of, of everything that he said that CM Punk said he did, he went to New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know he started the revolution. You know the people cheered him when he started help AEW, and uh, he not he's not gonna turn heel. He he set a lot of fire and a lot of desire. You know, uh, I mean Cody could cut a hell of a Pro Bowl. I mean I'm not gonna lie to you. When he's angry, yeah, he said he's a ladder here. He's got he's gonna challenge Sammy Guevara to a ladder match, you know. And, um, you know, this Royal Rumble chant, yeah. He, he said he also said made fun of, uh, he said, he said, um, he said about Brody Lee, he said he Brody the Brody King, um, yeah. guy. He said he has some nerve to come in here and got big balls to call himself Brody here. And then he said, uh, we don't change names here, like Gunther McGillicuddy or whatever, <laughs> referencing, referencing the Walter. Yeah. But overall, he's basically what he's saying is, you know, he, he, he's going to stay the course. He's not going to turn a bad guy. Um, and he told the fans what he did for them. And it was all about them and trying to get some more sympathy. And um, the fans was booing him at first, and then they started cheering him again. I guess it and I was kind of glad because the booze, I was like, no, he's saying something important. I want to hear it. So please just stop booing for five seconds. You know? So, so I mean, he was just getting the Roman Reigns treatment. People to boo him just to boo him. They didn't even have rhyme or reason to boo him. And, um, but he, he got him back on his side this week. Right. What do you, yeah. I want to know what you think. Um, you're right about Roman Reigns, but he changed his character. Right, Cody's saying he's not. Well, Roman Reigns in God mode. He he told he told Seth Rollins that he's in God mode. I like that God mode. He's that. in God mode. He's in God mode. He's and he totally right about that. Um, he's in a different level. That's what he means. Um, Cody can be on that level too if he wanted to be, and I think he's holding back. And I don't. I'm not sure if they're holding him back or he or he's holding himself back. Without, because he didn't want fan backlash for going to take the title, he should say screw it and just be his best version of himself, be the AEW World Champion and beat everyone. You know what I mean? Let him beat Hangman Page. 
I don't know how. Let me ask you this, big man. How long Hangman Page title run should be? I think it can go longer. I'm beginning to like it more and more. How long do you think it should be? A year. It's not going to be a year. It can't be a year. Can't be. They got too many types. They got yes. too many. They, I know. I, I know. I know. I asked. <laughs> but it can't be a year. It's too many people out here that needs the belt more than. Oh, my know? goodness. And yeah. No, 100%. To see Daniel Bryan people, get pins was shocking yeah. to me. Right. We we both agree. We just didn't think they should have had the match. We don't. Right. It's not just that we think Daniel shouldn't get pinned. We thought, well, don't do the match in the first place. But I mean, I'm sure they're glad they did because it was two great one hour. Well, one great one hour match, and one really good, whatever how long it was match. But still, Daniel Bryan getting pinned like that. Yeah. Man. Um, Malachi Black and, and um, Bro. Oh, I just want to say something else about the, the promo that was interesting. Um, when he mentioned Sammy's name, there wasn't much of a good reaction either. Well, Sammy, we've been talking about it for a while. He's been on the decline. Yes. And he can come out and he can have Sammy written in sequins on the back of his tights now and he can like play to the crowd more than ever before, but it's not it's not going over. I think I think it's is he getting backlash from Pam. Yeah, yeah, and um I hate to say it, but when he proposed, I was thinking like he's not gonna this isn't gonna last long. Um, wow. Okay. Um <laughs> she seems like a nice normal person and he seems like someone who's more about his about, about appearances she was cute she was cute but now he's with the tall leggy brazilian model slash wrestler i think pam was better than ty conti remember ty conti is made up all the time see the best version you of know, her I all just... the time let me look up Pam while we're talking. Then she see the best. We we gonna see her natural, right? But Ty Ty Conti, a very a very attractive young lady, right? But remember, they got they go do the make. We got Rebel making up doing the makeup. Rebel didn't do Pam's makeup. I'm sorry. I think. Um... I hate I hate talking about this. So you asked, and we, you're right. We can talk about it. It's, it's, our, it's our opinion. We can do what we want. You're right. It's just, <laughs> but, you can say what we know, want. <laughs> this isn't politically correct. <laughs> I'm just saying he he's the person that said on that radio show, oh, man, Sasha Banks, she looks so good. I wish I could. You know, and he mentioned raping her. Mm, Sammy. So when I saw him with Pam, who was wearing a nice, you know, long dress and, you know, wasn't really made up. I was thinking, I don't see this lasting. And it didn't. And now he's with whatever hot woman wrestler he wants to be. Ty Conti. Ty Conti. Ty Conti. That's why he went. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, they announced their breakup, but then, you know, he has this video of him and Ty kind of all over each other at a club or something or a bar. Yes. They went to see the so family. That's who he yeah. is, man. I mean, look. Hey, if I Sammy. Was, More power to you, like, brother. If I look like him and was a 
big star or whatever, I wouldn't be a. Oh, I'm sure. I'm uh, uh, big man. You'd be a modest man. They, man, you, you, you're a magnet out there. No, no. If I look like I'd have like ten kids. I'd be, <laughs> yeah, you're smart. You're smart, man. Because they'll take all. They'll take all your money. No, please. My mom wishes. She wishes. I, you know. As she once said, I wish you knocked somebody up in high school. I'd be over it by now. The shock, and I'd have grandkids. You know? so, <laughs> so, no, you're right. I'm looking at some of the pictures. She's all I, right. I mean, she's not yeah. everybody's cup of tea, right? So she's not your cup of tea, and that's fine. Everybody no, no, like she's, no, she's too good. no, no, she's too good for me. I'm talking about Sammy. <laughs> I'm talking about Sammy's standards. Well, Sammy, well we don't know what Sammy's standards. We didn't know, you know. But I am I am seeing what you're sometimes, saying. I'm going sometimes his, his brain must have got scrambled on on one of those seven twenties. Yeah, maybe, but it probably eventually will be because I think. Remember when AW started, he took more hits to the head than anybody. Mm-hmm. Remember the Matt Hardy golf cart thing or whatever that thing? They called it a golf cart. It looked like a tank. Um. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I think you're right. I think the Pam thing was part of it, but also. He was great as in that comedy duo with Chris Jericho. And they turned him into Sammy the Hero, standing up for his friends with the mask. Um, and then he beat Miro, which people wanted to see Miro against, you know, Moxley or bad. Miro against, you know, bad. some yeah, world title, bad. right? Yeah, yeah, that was bad. You know what else was fun? CM Punk defeated Sean Spears, the chairman. And with one move, he hit him with a GTS and it was over. It was over in 10 mm. seconds. I wanted to know what you think about this. I so. loved it. Matter of yeah. fact, I loved it, but hated it at the same time because Sean Spears came out and Sean Spears looked like a star the way he comes out and, and he's presented and the way that and he just got jobbed out. But then again, CM Punk, remember, he was like old man Logan to you. Yeah. And he got a quick win. He GTS go to sleep. It was over. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it was all right. It was okay. I think I what I liked, I'm with you because Sean had a great promo last week and people were talking about him again. And then this happens. And what I, so I didn't like that, but I do like how I it, unexpected it was. And it was the opposite of, you know, remember that seven trials of Jericho or whatever yes. it was? That was bad, right? That went on. That kind of ended after the Nick Gage. It didn't get better than that, you know? It, it didn't um, get bad. It, it, they they yeah. they they booked it wrong. They should have booked that beginning, the the last couple of face um um stages at the beginning, and then moved on the Hooven Tude and Nick Gage last. That should have yeah, been the, the last one. one. Yeah, and and the weird thing out of it was the last. Was it the five stages or the seven labors? Five. five? The weird thing is, we were like, oh, who's the fifth one? And it was it was his match with MJF, and I thought, oh wait, I thought he had to go through five to get MJF. So they just kind of. I think they didn't know what they was doing themselves, but you know. So I agree, and so this was better. This was better, and it it was it didn't make Sean Spears look as bad as it made MJF. It did. Okay, maybe it's. It made him look bad. It made him look bad. He came out of star. He lost quick. He made fun of Warlow, and then then he didn't even Warlow whooped CM Punk ass and only lost on the fluke. I was trying to look on the bright side. Hey, Sean Spears got Kofi Kingston. <laughs> that's what happened. Exactly he did. What he happened. did you know? Exactly. One it's kind of like Ethan Page and, and and like Sean Spears. They're kind of like 
before this year, they've they're kind of like the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn type of right. That's a fact. Um, oh, over to the next match, which I was not happy about. Malachi Black and Brody King defeated the Varsity Blondes. Oh boy. Brian Pillman Jr. like he was scared to do his yeah, little what happened? Because he was afraid because he got remember he got hit with a move, a black mask when he did it last time, or sprayed in the face, one or the other, and he's scared to do it again. So that's the problem. He was supposed to do the springboard. And um Brody King and, and um and Malachi Black, they work well together, man. That's a big dude. Um and I Brody like their King. finishing move. Yeah, man. It was um, he like he threw him in the air to me, caught him and power slammed him or something like that. It was funny though. Jim Cornette had said Brody King. He's another out of shape wrestler with tattoos, wearing small tights, and who has no business wearing it. And I was just thinking, yeah, he's not the chiseled Adonis Dennis Condre was. <laughs> wow, yeah. good, good, well, good one. Right, good one. I mean, good, you know, good, good one, big man. It's you all for, but it's told, all for click. It's clickbait stuff, right? You, you I mean, told, it's... you told, J, you told, you told James E. Cornette off. You told him that. Only if he could hear me for right now. <laughs> look, he's it's it's clickbait. You know, it makes he's more. Look, Jim Cornette. He's been saying a lot of you know negative AEW stuff in general, but even more recently. Look, he's he's bigger in pro wrestling than he's ever been he has one of the biggest podcasts every star responds to what he says his his in-ring wrestling time he was the manager he was a famous manager of the u.s tag team champions he didn't manage the road warriors or arn and tully he didn't manage rick flair he didn't manage sting he didn't manage luger he was the manager of the u.s tag team champions and he's famous for it and but the NWA tag team champion. They won the tag. They, they won, won the it, tag team. They did. They did. You're right. But mostly people know them when they were the U.S. tag team champion. Right. And <clears throat> shit, man. At that point, remember at that point, the U.S. tag team champion was just as dominant as the world tag team champion because the Steiner brothers had that belt too, and they was probably the best tag team at the at the time. No, they they did, and but when the when the Midnight Express were at their peak, it was really them against the Rock and Roll Express. By that time, for the U.S. Tag Team Champions, the Rock and Roll Express had been, I think, four time World Tag Team Champions more than the Midnight. I don't think they won it again. Either of them won the World Title again. It was just, it was the Road Warriors, the Horsemen, and and then you know, and to be honest, in as a kid watching NWA, thinking it was real, Cornette was the most cartoonish character they had. Like right. he was the most unbelievable type of character. And so now he's a main event. He's the main event. His podcast, everything he talks about. So yeah. So That's of course some of the stuff he says is more clickbait because look again, he managed a lot of people that didn't have great bodies. He he was the cartoon character among, you know, real people. Um so but hey, I listen to him all the time because yep. that's he's great at it. Him and the other guy, Brian Laugh, he's yep. very good too. He knows a lot. He has, he knows his wrestling history a lot. Yeah, I mean, he was somebody who he knows Cornette from like being obsessed with Smoky Mountain, mm-hmm. you know. He knows his so, history. He knows his history really well. Him, Conrad, a lot of those guys know their wrestling history a lot. Like you know, the guys is very educated with their with with their uh, yeah, knowledge. No. And it's hard because sometimes in pro wrestling, um, stories 
that didn't really happen become a fact. Like there's that famous story of Terry Funk quitting WWF and everybody tells the story. He was at the airport. He turned to Jimmy Hart and said, I'm going to Texas. I'm not going to the next town. The dog is terrible to work with. I'm going back to my ranch and everybody tells that story. I read Terry Funk's autobiography. No, he was sharing a hotel room with Jimmy Hart. And he decided that what he really wanted to do was go back to his ranch. So he left at night. And as far as the junkyard dog, he says they just put him with the dog because they didn't have anything to do with either of them. But they put they got it over. People were interested in their feud. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes these wrestling tales, you know, whatever. Just clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the end of my varsity blondes, though. Oh, look, man, you are the varsity blondes fan of the year. It's been a rough. It's been a rough time for you. It's the end of the of the elite hunter. He's no longer calling himself the elite hunter. It's now going to be the end of the varsity bonds. What are you going to do? <laughs> I, I still got the acclaim and I stink. <laughs> you do, unless their contract's up and they don't resign. <laughs> I still got them, so I'm 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 okay. I'm all right. Speaking of which, um, Lance Archer's with Dan Lambert against you guessed it, Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you guessed you it. Guessed you it. Guessed that's it. what they said. You guessed it. Frankie Kazarian. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Who guessed Frankie Kazarian? <laughs> Who guessed what? I guess what? And as and as uh as uh um as the ex karate champ. Well what's the announcer <laughs> with the mask? Huh? Which the announcer with Excalibur, as Excalibur would say. Frankie Kazarian, one of the locker room leaders here in Ada, one of the real tough guys in the locker room. You know? Yeah. I bet he is. I'm just saying. That was a really good match. That was one of Kazarian. That was, to me, I think that might have been Frankie's best match here in Ada. He's good, man. Um, Frankie, he could be WWE champion. I, I mean, I well, you know what? I got to apologize to you because I'm always laughing at you for your idea to make WWE even better is always bringing Eddie Edwards and put him in a suit and bring in Frankie Kazarian. Here's what, I'm say, here's what I'm going to say. People like, you know, if you like Kevin Steen and if you like Bobby Roode, why wouldn't you like Eddie Edwards or Frankie Kazarian? They Eddie could get Edwards over is good in the ring, man. Well, he could, he, Eddie Edwards he, is the man in impact. If he, I don't like it, I don't like his gimmick and impact. But I think if he's big enough, right? I think that he's big enough. And if his gimmick change suit and change his gimmick, he, you know, he could be. You laugh. I think it could. I think it could work. Okay. I think it could work, man. You know. But you guessed it, Frankie. I guess. No, you guessed it. <laughs> Where did they come up with that one? They guessed it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. You're right. But his tights look great. I love the long tights and had like the silver or white like bolts on the side. Mm -hmm. He looked great. Mm -hmm. And this was a hard hitting great match. Jim Ross put him over. Yeah, he wait, earned wait, it though. Yeah, I thought Lance this Archer was a great went. match. Lance yeah, Archer, he, Lance Archer won. Yeah. But it was kind of weird to have Lambert and, and Roberts out. Yeah. Because Roberts does the best. Right. His in, but that was I that was a really good match. That was yeah. one of my favorites of the week. And then Hangman comes out, and then they brawl. Yeah. It makes you excited for that match? 
I am, especially when Lambert talked about Hangman, you know, and he's like, you, yeah, you have some cows that used to come home from school and give hand jobs to, and then you'd sell the milk so people could put skim milk in their lattes at Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's great, I just love that he addressed it, because I, for years, have been saying, wait, he's from Virginia? He's a cowboy? No, I didn't know. He's from this small town of like 50 people and they do have farms and stuff, but I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Serena Deeb defeated Sky Blue. That's your girl. Both of them are. Both of them are. Here's the great thing about Serena Deeb. Man, the crowd just wants to watch her because it was like we were in Japan. She would do a move and they would applaud. I haven't seen that before in the United States. So this rowdy aw bro crowd every time she did a move you just hear this round of applause i loved it and sky blue i mean she's i mean she's amazing you know actually you know the one who lost to jade cargill um the kick demon she she was the weird looking woman who's the student of thunder rosa she had a match at gcw which people said was in a phenomenal match I've seen clips of her and sky blue has been in GCW as well. Um, so do you know, she reminds me of a little sky blue. She's like, she could be the Bella twins, little sister. Almost. Oh, wow. Uh, she has the kind of gear. She wears the baseball cap. Um, she's beautiful. Of course. Um, she gets cred cause she's from Chicago. So she gets that CM Punk Chicago kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Serena Deeb doing it. Andrade buys 51% of the HFO. What do you... Now, Andrade is multi-generational wrestler from Mexico, right? It's business for him. I think when he was sitting there smiling, rubbing his hands together, he's like, yeah, I'm getting paid to stand here. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about getting 51% of the whatever this is. That's great. I'm not in the ring getting hurt, you know? What do you think about this? Waste of time? Waste of yeah, time? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, remember, he just, the last time we saw him, I think he was going through a flaming table. Yeah. With no shirt, with no shirt. I mean, him and Cody both did it, but he had to agree to go do it too. So, I mean, maybe his body healing, you know? Yeah, and I think this is, you know, we're, we're fans, but you know, it's like when at the time I one of my favorite examples was Ivory talking about right to censor, which I hated right to censor, not in a good way. I thought it was a waste of time. Remember them? Stevie oh, Richards. Oh, I, the I, the I good father, Val Venus. Yeah. It was like terrible. It was bad television, but I oh, remember yeah. Ivory. And it was a waste of her because she was such a great wrestler. But I remember her in an interview saying, oh, it was great. I got to be on television every week and didn't have to do very much. Like, you know, you're going to be on television. And the Val Venus. Hello, ladies. Yeah. Oh, he was so great. But, um, you know, it's now called, first of all, it was the Hardy family office. Now it's the A-H-F-O. Like, is anybody going to say that? No. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. That's why I'll be moving on to the main event. Darby <laughs> Allen and my boy State takes on my other boy, Plat- uh, Platinum Max Caster. And 
Anthony Bowens, they acclaim because they, they have arrived. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember like when Anthony Bowens says, you know, the name of the city and we've arrived. That's a big part of it, too, right? Exactly. And I remember not this week, but the week before, um, Max Caster, when he was done rapping, he turned around and Anthony Bowens just ripped that mic out of his hands because <laughs> he was like walking away and he's like, give me that mic. And he's like, the acclaims have arrived. And man, this is, again, I thought of you during this match because this was like everything you like. That's right. So they start off, right? Like they, they start, right? So they start off, and they take a chair to Darby. They run him against the damn um, the post. He falls out the ring on the post on the floor with the chair around his neck. He's out. They had to take him to the back. And my boy Sting is in a handicap match in 2022. Can you believe this? The Stinger, Stinger splash, Stinger Ooh. splash, Sting, yeah. Sting jumping off the. Um, off the um, off the um, by the by the by the announce the announce ramp onto a um, onto a table on top of Max Caster. The Stinger is here. It's nineteen ninety one. It's night. It's Wrestle War nineteen ninety one or Super Brawl. Which one you want? Whatever one you want. Matter of fact, Clash of the Champions. Super Brawl. Clash of the Champions. There you it's, go. Right, there you go, man. That's it's stay. No matter of fact, Halloween Havoc. <laughs> <laughs> Or Starcade, no Starcade, Battle Bowl, Lethal Lottery. It's the Sting. That's the Stinger right now. We love, love. And oh. he goes. Finally, the um, Sting, um, Garby comes back. He gets. I mean, he try to get heat on Sting, and um, Darby Allen was able to get Sting, and um, was able to hit the coffin drop, and uh, with the one, two, three. Um, so Sting and Darby Allen stay undefeated, but Sting is the man. Somebody had you, to win. Somebody had to lose. I didn't. I, I don't know. But I, Sting is Sting. I had to cheer for Sting. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I love it because usually in these situations, it would have been Sting, right, who gets injured and comes in at the very end. Mm -hmm. But we got to see Sting come out and just two on one. There was a part, you know, when he jumped off the stage. Onto was it Caster, who yeah. was standing up but face first onto the table. At first, when Sting walked away before he did that move, I thought, "Is he okay? Is he does he need to catch his breath, or is he having like a heart attack or something?" But no, he did that move, and man, that was out of nowhere. That was literally out of nowhere. So loved every moment of it. What a match! Yes, definitely. Sting had something up, some. Very good matches, tag team matches. I mean, they put they, everybody makes them look good, you know, because um, you can't look good without the opponent making you look good. Mm -hmm. And everybody that he works with made him look good. It's gonna come a time where he's he's gonna we're gonna put him in a matchup against someone, and they're not gonna want to give Sting all of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but I want to see Sting and CM Punk go at it. Well, Punk yeah. wrote some very nice yes. things about him on Twitter. And Sting was happy about it. Sting is a legend, man. He's doing it, man. 62 years old, man. It's the Stinger, man. Who'd ever thought this, man? With a tear yeah. in my eye, the Stinger's here. It's I, still, I mean, it's still Frankie Kazarian's house. But, it's still yeah. his house because he's an OG be because of why? What did he do? Oh, because... 
Well, he led the charge. Yeah, there you go. He led and the and he also is the OG because he's been here from the start three years ago. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And this I saw an interview that, where he said, uh, he said, you know, when AEW started, you know, when it was the decision of, you know, Cody, the Bucks, SCU. <laughs> That's true. They was there. They was the original. They was there at the at the um in the, at the um first at the first press, con- first, pre- first press conference. They were, were they? I didn't notice. Yeah, that. they was. It was there. SCU was he was wearing there. his hood? Is that why I didn't notice? Yeah, he's he's, he's it was it was the origins of the elite hunter. <laughs> elite hunter, no more. I'm glad he's back to Frankie. Kazarian, no, for real. he's the elite hunter. Well, it didn't work out for him, right? That hunting yeah. was working out for him. <laughs> he, the hunter became the hunted. He didn't even. I get love the elite hunter. I don't he know why. Get, he didn't get no one. He didn't. He was a bad. Have hunter. you seen his shirts on um, pro wrestling tees? No. So he does have the Elite Hunter shirt, but all the other shirts, I don't know what the inside joke is, but it's like, it's about squeezing people's butts or something like that. Oh, Lord, gee. Oh, no. That's oh, enough for that. Thumbs up the thumbs down for, Ram- for oh, Dynamite. Huge thumbs up. Me too. Thumbs up. I got to say this right now. Rampage was my best show of the week. Oh, I could see it. I agree. I'm going to agree with you. Thank you. And for I'm going gonna, gonna, to I'm gonna go into why. First match. Was all e- all ego Ethan Page and John Moxley when John Moxley defeated all ego Ethan Page with a choke. This match was crazy. This match was awesome. I I enjoyed this match a whole lot. What do you think? It was a great match. It was Ethan Page looked great. Um, I love the commentary when Taz says Moxley has to get used to his new body. Like he lost. Page shoved him down to the mat when they locked up, and so he's getting used to his new frame and. Um, yeah, and Ethan didn't give up. He passed out, and he didn't. And he didn't. He was looking around. What happened? I don't know if he was going to try to shake Moxley's hand or what. But then he got the, you know, the DDT move. Um, what does Moxley call it? The um, I forgot. But yeah, great way to kick it off. Right. Next match was even better. Trent Beretta took on your boy Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson is like Shawn Michaels. I know you don't like that. Nick Jackson, it was he was like, I was like, damn, Nick Jackson could be AEW world champion. All the moves you saw the moves he was doing. Oh, oh he totally could the, be. Like I've always said he's like one of the he's my favorite top five wrestlers. He's always on the list. God, you see Not what moves that he was Nick doing Jackson. yesterday? Yeah. And he was and he's hit the 450 splash yeah, perfectly. perfectly. My God. Nick Jackson is awesome, man. I'm surprised Trent won, but this match was going back and forth, and we got New Japan. We got a New Japan um style match between the two of these guys. Um, yeah. And Trent Beretta defeated um, Nick Jackson, but this was a hell of a match. Hell of a match. It's great that you said New Japan because you're right. And this was Trent was wrestling like he did in New Japan because when you see him here, physically there isn't anything he can't do. He's big, he's strong, he's mean. He wouldn't shake hands with Wheeler Yuta, which I guess you liked. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, but this was a great match, and like Nick Jackson is just such an incredible wrestler. Awesome man, awesome, yeah. awesome man. I, he's better. Than, I mean, my goodness, he can. It makes you w- wonder, champion. like you know, people love the um, the Briscoe brothers, right? But Jay Briscoe was world champion. Right. Of Ring of Honor, and people talk about him as being they when they say who are the greatest of Ring of Honor, they say Seth Rollins, Jay Briscoe, 
and maybe another person. You know, why not Nick Jackson moving up on his own a little bit? Why not? Because then Matt, then where would Matt go? You think, I mean, Matt must realize Nick is better, is a better pro wrestler, right? He just have the look. He's a little bit bigger than him. Now, Matt Jackson is good, too. Don't get me wrong. They, oh, they're no, a great tag team. That, 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 that's not put. He's no slouch, neither. He's good, right? But, but Nick Jackson's a little bit better because of the height. And, um, I mean, they can all do moves. But sometimes when they do, when he do his moves, they, they are flawless. <laughs> yeah. And when he did the move where he like did a parkour kind of flip to get outside on the ring apron, like on right. his hands, like <clears throat> his feet didn't even touch the ropes. Like he went between the top and middle rope. With right. like, oh, but I'm glad you feel the same way about Nick. That's awesome. That's awesome. Trent was good too. Trent was really good in it, and um, I mean Nick could. I mean Nick could take the loss. Trent needed the win. Yeah. I mean, he needed to win. Um, I need to see Trent Mom soon, you know. Yeah. I help him out, you know and I'm saying, Trent, you've so, changed. What's wrong? Like, right, up. right, exactly. Then up next, Hook. Hook is here. Oh, yeah. Hook defeated Ser- Serpentico. Yeah, from uh, um, Chaos Theory, Chaos right. Project, Chaos Project. Yeah, yeah. He, he he whooped his ass. He did a bunch of um, suplexes, and then mission. The Tajahajane. I know you don't call it that, but that's what mm-hmm. I call it. It would ever be called that. And Joey Shaw is the um, Yeah, I don't care. Ain't no damn red one. That's the ta- that's the Taj mission, the Tajahajame. <laughs> yes. Uh this was an awesome, a awesome ass uh, squash. <laughs> <laughs> and Hook is becoming great each and every week, every and every time he's on TV. <laughs> yeah. I want to see Hook versus Nick Jackson. Oh, that but Nick Jackson would probably do the job, right? He'd lose. Um, but then your man came out. This was no wonder this was your best show. Out comes QT Marshall. Yeah, QT Marshall comes out, his trainer, and uh, he starts talking crap to him. And you know what he does next? He suplexes him on his damn head. Now go QT Marshall. Uh, well, QT was right. He says, you know, you you attacked him before the match started. You didn't break the hold. You hit me from behind last week, you know. But he told the truth. Love, yeah, it was all true. But I love what QT said a few weeks ago when he said about um he said about Hook. He'd show up late. He'd chew gum. He'd stretch people. I don't know where he got that from. Taz is such a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. Hook continues to, to ascend, um, and the crowd is getting into Hook. Oh yeah, uh, giving him the Samoa Joe treatment. Hook is gonna kill you. He looked like a damn street fighter character with the with his oh, trunk, right. his boxing trunk, with his boxing you're trunk, right. like Saget. You know what I'm saying? That's um, a great point. But I think fans, there are fans who do want to. You have the fans who just want to see him do this because it's yeah. fun. Like, why can't he just keep doing this? But then you have the fans who are like, I think he's a really great wrestler, but you don't know until you see how he takes punishment, right? Right. Like Nick Jackson takes punishment, like it's, he's really getting hurt. Right. You're impressed watching him get hurt as you are watching him do a great move. You know? Exactly. But we'll see. I mean, Hook is, you know, we'll be a long way away from seeing Hook. Um, I think what we're know. thinking of, like we talked about it before, we think it might be he goes for the FTW champion. Maybe Taz wants that. And then it's Hook against 
you know, Ricky. Because right. they work together all the time. Um, yeah. Main event, um, Jade Hook Park and Hobbs the, is the new team. Right. Tape TBS championship. Jade, the champion Jade Cargill defeated Anna Jay. This was a great back and forth match. Anna Jay got a lot of offense in. Anna Jay um, showed me a lot. I wasn't really an Anna Jay fan of a lot, but I don't know if it was her outfit. I don't even know if it was a ring gear. I don't know what it was. But Anna Jay I, got me to pay a lot of attention to her. You know, her moveset was good. Um, and she she kicked out of a lot. And then um, she really took Jay Cargill to the limit, man. And um, this was a long match compared to what Jade normally goes through. It was 10 so, minutes, yeah. So um, Jay, Jay took some punishment. Jay was, you know, doing her thing, getting beat up, and then able to come back and then do her kip up. She did it twice. I mean, I don't want I don't want, I don't like doing the same thing twice. Kip ups, you know what I'm saying? That should be done once. Yeah, she did do it Doing twice, but one of them was picture in picture. So right, but I still seen it. <laughs> I watched picture in picture. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, Jay um Jay was able to get the hit up with the jaded, and well, that was all she wrote for Anna Jay. You know? I thought it was an okay match. Um I, I thought it was good. I thought it was okay. I think um you know, and it's it's kind of like what we talked about. She was in that, Anna Jay was in that great tag team match. and Oh, that was a great match. It was really, you know, they were trying to follow the Britt Baker blueprint. Um, the difference was most of the bleeding was done by the opponents. So they got two veteran wrestlers, our favorites, Bunny and um, the bad girl, to um, kind of sacrifice for, to to advance those two. And that's kind of what she hangs her hat on now. She's like, that match changed me. I'm, you know, you've seen what I'm capable of. So it's kind of been kind of a reset for her. Um, I think she's she's okay in the ring. Um, I just, the reason I'm picking on her, and I don't mean to, because she's, she's, she's extremely talented. Let's just put it this way. She gets body slammed and suplexed, and she wrestles the next day. If it happened to me, I'd be on disability, like for the rest of my life, for real. I mean, I get a disc would, I'm not a pro wrestler. She's gifted. But um, it just reminds me of like when Big Swole, that situation happened, everybody was on Twitter and online saying, yeah, she's not good. Her matches are this and that, which I totally disagree with. I was a fan of Big Swole's matches. I loved her headbutts and things. Mm -hmm. And Anna Jay escapes all that con, all that criticism, basically. And, um, I'm not saying she's a bad wrestler. I'm just saying she's okay. Um, for the time she gets on TV, she should be getting better. Um, and I thought this match was all right. Um, well, I, for, I thought yeah. for the two women, both of you know, they're not Natalia's. But no. for what they did, they did put on a hell of a match for their skill set. Got to give them that. I think Jade is better. And I think what makes her better isn't that she's a better quote-unquote wrestler. I think she does what a lot of great athletes do because she's a great athlete yes, first. She is. And so she knows her body. She knows things. So when she's better at selling, I think, I think she's really good at that. And if, you know, like we always talk about Jim Ross used to say great amateur move when, when a slam wasn't perfect. Um, she's great at just like 
physically, like if something doesn't look like it's working out, she makes, she shows you the effort that she's just trying to hurt somebody or get somebody up. Right. And so I think she's actually better, but that's just my opinion. Right. Well, I, 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 I mean, Anna Jay's, she had, I, did you, I thought this match was good. Uh, her last match she had, which was the, the street fight. That was great. Uh, Anna J is getting better and better each and every week. Um, she, is. So, she is. So that's why I give this match and Rampage a thumbs up. I think all matches here was good. Oh, huge thumbs up for Rampage. And I give it a thumbs up. My favorite match of the week was Darby and Sting versus The Acclaim. That was my favorite match mm. of this week. Uh, what about you? What, what was the best show for you this week? Best show was Rampage. And again, one hour for wrestling is perfect to me. For me, okay. it, it should be an hour. And you see what happens when it's an hour. You just got to get to the good stuff. You right. know? As far as best match, um, trying to remember, what were the big matches on Dynamite that we just talked about? Well, they had Sting. They had, they had the Varsity Blonde versus the Malachi Black. And oh, that's right. Okay, I'm going to say my favorite CM Punk match. and Spears. I'm going to say that my best Dan match. Dan Lambert and Frankie, you guessed it? Did I guess it? Frankie Kazarian? <laughs> you guessed it. That's my match of the week. <laughs> Frankie Kazarian against uh, Murderhawk was my oh, match that was, of the week. That was good. My second choice match, I mean, it, it was close with Seth Rollins and Lashley, except for the end. Right. That was good, too. Because um, that, of, of course, that's, I mean, look, we always talk about it, people who are like, AEW for life. Look, if Seth Rollins or Bobby Lashley showed up in AEW tomorrow, right? yes, we're talking about something. <laughs> we're big. talking about a new level, you know. Exactly. That's um, a fact. But yeah, I mean, you can't have like. There's a reason Daniel Bryan is having the best technical matches now, right? Because he can't throw around Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. Like, I mean, he can have really good matches, but it's not the same. He's not the they badass. Have creative, they have they have creative freedom there. They can. Work a match they have and, they get, and they get time because they're they not time. dwarfs compared to right. Like it's Daniel Bryan was the underdog in WWE. Here he's this badass guy who will stretch you, and that's because look who he's against physically. Right. I'm not talking about talent. I just mean physicality. Right. Um, no. Yeah. So Frankie Kazarian, that was a hard. It was a combination of technical and hard hitting. Right. And that was special. And he, and he did his leg drop too. He did. Yeah, he right. did. And it was funny because I, I was going to text you during it because Murderhawk said, My house. <laughs> <laughs> and that must have set off Frankie because then he came back. That's right. That's right. Well, big man, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. Um, you really, you opened my eyes about the Walter situation. You're right. People are getting very political about it. Root of the matter, they don't like him changing his name. That's it. Nobody knew who this Nazi was before. <clears throat> Gotta give him yeah. a chance to see what they do with Gunther. I guarantee you if they if they if they book him strong and they start he start coming to Raw and every week they people's gonna call him Gunther and without without no problem. And I like yeah. the name Gunther. Like I said, it has good memories for me. It's a strong name. Has the word gun in it. Um <laughs> pretty aggressive and yeah. what does walter stand for anyway right i have I no idea the... <laughs> so there we go and it's in all caps 
Exactly. With dots in between. Like it's an acronym, but we don't know. Have no idea why. But you know, maybe we'll look that up and see next week. Well, anyway, big man, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you and have a great day. And thank you to everybody listening. This has been the State of Wrestling Apology Report. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. Please join us next week for the next edition.